Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this glorious overreaction Monday, June 5th, 2023. This sports program starts right now. Sports are happening all around us. Last night, the NBA Finals got tied up to 1-1 as the Miami Heat proved to be the best fourth quarter team in the NBA playoffs, Mm -hmm. putting on an absolute clinic in Denver in the fourth quarter, taking the lead. Hemi Butler says we need three more. That's all. On his shirt, walking out. We know how we can get to four. I'll be excited to see the chess match that happens between Malone and Spolstra to see how we continue to move forward. Spolstra was offended that anybody asked about how he could contain the Joker, letting him score, not allowing him assist. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, with 40 points scored, Joker's done it three times. They're 0-3. Do you just let the big guy who's must-watch television literally just roam free in the middle and let him score all you have to score if you're on the other team? Seems to be the case. Mm -hmm. Jamal Murray got hot for a little bit, but in the end, it didn't matter because Gabe Vincent and Struess, who came out firing. I think he had like nine threes in the first half or something. <laughs> yeah. There was no hesitancy no, no. at all from a man that won 0 for 9 in game 1. Yep. I loved everything about a scene from the uh, Miami Heat. Now we have a game 3 on the horizon at 6 feet above sea level right. as opposed to 5,280 feet mm-hmm. above sea level, which is what Denver is. Can't wait to see how this pans out. Looks like we're going to have a 7-game barn burner. Here. Feels yeah. like, yeah. Feels we like we're going to have quite a battle and these two teams uh, have really put on a show for all of us, so we appreciate that. Hell yeah. Thank you, teams. The NHL Stanley Cup Finals will have its game 2 this evening. Can't wait to watch that, dive into that, and notice how Stoner and the boys are ready to hoist Lordo in Vegas six years in to the team's creation. Uh, sports are happening everywhere. Golf has a new champion. Uh, Victor Hovland won the memorial yesterday. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought it was Rory's for the take, and Rory collapsed. Yes, of course. Okay, it's a tough course. Still finishing top five. Had a handshake from Jack. Foxy thought Rory was going to be able to win that <laughs> thing. Actually, tweeted me in the morning, like, yeah. hey, things are going good. Rory's about to win this one. Hasn't teed off to 135. Then all of a sudden, about 2.15, you look at Stan, and it's like, where, where, where's Rory? Where the hell is he? <laughs> where's Rory going? He's not playing. I like how properly jocked he is. He hit one like 370 or something like that. I mean, he's bombing the balls all over the place for whatever reason. He just cannot win a tourney. He can't put four days together. He wakes up co-leader on a Sunday, yeah. feeling good, can't wait to shake that man's hands. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He ended his round on Saturday not in the lead. Wakes up. In the lead, yep. right? Because the leader loses one on 18. <laughs> he becomes the leader. All of a sudden, all we got to do is just oh, get through no. the day. Then you see Scotty Scheffler kind of getting hot that there. And that man. motherfucker's got like 20 straight turnies in the top 10 or something. He's like, unbelievable. He's a robot. Started making putts. Jordan Speed chipped in. He got within three of the lead. Like, oh, is Jordan Speed's going to go on a run? Nah. McCarthy, who's this guy? Uh, well, Dennis? seemingly he's going to yeah. fall off. Hey, day. And in Victor Hovland, a man has been knocking on the door seemingly for so long. And this yep. picks up his fourth PGA win. Congrats to him. And congrats to golf for having a great tournament. Oh, yeah, yeah, Vic. Another great tournament for, yeah. from the golf folks. It feels like it's every other weekend. This was an elevated event. Mm-hmm. So I believe everybody was there, which probably means that it's a little bit more interesting. Also, shout out to uh, Rose Zhang. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. 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 Really? Dog. Yeah. She's the next one. Dog. Mm-hmm. Goes into her first professional tournament. I guess the entire lady golf world was like, this is the one. This is the one. Okay. This is the one. It's like LeBron James, it sounds like. I don't know. I don't follow the ladies PGA or the women's P- Is it LPGA? LPGA. Yeah. I don't follow the LPGA close enough to even know what the fucking name of it is. Right. Okay. That's 100% on me. Exactly. I do apologize. Love golf. Don't follow closely enough. But the way they're talking about this lady, Rose, yeah. as a 20 year old, it's like, hey, this is the LeBron. This is the Phoenix. This is the chosen one. Then in her first professional tournament, wins, wakes up on Sunday in the lead, 
takes it home. Uh, dog. She's a fucking dog. I guess this is going to be great for the state of golf and obviously ladies golf. Yeah, to that point, I heard uh, when the highlights were going this morning, I heard Tiger's name pop in there. Whoa, like, like that type of like. Went to Stanford, I believe. Similar yep. brain. So you get any uh, you get any comparison like that? Normally, there's a lot of weight, but it didn't fucking matter. I saw Michelle Wee West getting interviewed, and she said uh, Rose makes it look a lot easier than I do. She hits a lot of fairways, hits a lot <laughs> of greens. Michelle Wee, whenever she came, yeah. in, I guess she was spraying it all over the place. So congrats. Hey, let's go. Hello, I love. Rose. I love when there's an immense amount of oh, pressure yeah. on people. Hell yeah. yeah. And then they just fucking show right up and just mm-hmm. like, I don't care. Awesome. Now, I don't know if she's too young not to know what she is, sure. which might not be the case, but who cares? Yeah, she does. Anytime everybody is telling you, you are the one, you are the one, you are the one, you are the one, it's easy to kind of dive into that and start believing I that narrative. The one. And there used to be something, I forget what the metaphor is, but there was a story of some, maybe it was Caesar or somebody else, had somebody walk behind them and say, like, you're just a man, you're just a man, you're just a man. Mm. Because anytime they walked in public, they were being heralded as this God, this God, this God. Somebody had to remind them, like, hey, you still poop with your pants down. There you right. go. You know what I mean? You still throw, you are still a human in there. Yeah. So the fact that Rose has this ability to get heralded as a goddess of sport and still show up and still execute whenever the sweet spot on a golf ball is that fucking big. Uh-huh. Absolute fucking dog. <laughs> and I love everything about it. Sports are kicking ass. The talk table is here at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer. Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. Tone, new shirt. It is a new shirt. Tony. Yeah. Tony shirt. Okay. Yeah. Right. Takes the Z turn for a walk. <laughs> That's One right. neighborhood to another. Got a new shirt. Good tan. This is spring tone. Come on, Tony. Tony. Life is good. Hey, life is good. Okay, so Tone took his uh, Z turn mower two miles from yep. his old house to his new house. Mm-hmm. Rode that thing right down the sidewalk, crossed the street without even thinking about somebody else having to maybe turn down there. Minivan lady here, I guess, respects what Tone's doing, but also you had to hold her entire life up right there. I wish she gets T-boned right there. Oh, man. <laughs> For being honest, I did not see that minivan coming. Would have been kind of cool if I got hit by it. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Get that yeah. Z-turn. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know about that. Uh, shout out to you moving, getting a new house moving. Yeah, oh, no. about it, Tony? Moving's always fun. Yeah. Everybody in here seems to be having a good time. Yeah. That's why we took such a big pay cut. Because uh, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. got uh, 13 employees. Everybody's either building houses or having babies or moving what? into bigger houses. What? Take a big time pay cut. That's right. Tone, uh, great weekend, though, this yeah. weekend of sport. Great weekend. Genuine. Great weekend mm-hmm. of sport. UFC had a fight. I guess there was a big controversial finish for that one. Yeah, apparently. I, I don't watch all the UFC fights. 100% on me. We'll watch it, though. Absolutely. Sure. You know, we'll oh, yeah. watch it mm-hmm. if it's, if it's, I happen to be at a TV when it's on. Love, don't like to get too connected, too many stories. Mm-hmm. Just want to see them in there brawling. Exactly. And hey, do your thing. I respect the art. I guess there's a controversial finish where one person had like, oh, I want to say like 35. Connected shots, maybe. Okay, mm-hmm. Sure. And the other person had like 110 or something. Like <laughs> a lot. That. Knockdowns, takedowns, everything on this side. So they won. And then this one won. Really? Yeah. I think, yeah. I just saw a graphic. I didn't see the fight. That needs to get fixed. Yeah, that's bad. That can't happen. How does that continue to happen? Now, we did not see the fight. No. No. At all. But I did see uh, Daniel Cormier tweeted about it this morning and basically said, like, the first round was incredibly close, like neck and neck. And then, yeah, the other dude basically dominated the last two rounds and still somehow lost. But that's why they always say, hey, can't let it go to the judges. These guys will fuck mm. you over any chance they can get, and it happens more often than not. Why does it happen so much? Uh, what, are we, what plan are we all on? 
You know what I mean? We're not all watching the same fight. Good, well, apparently not. Now, granted, there's been a couple fights where I guess I've been on the wrong side of it. I'm like, yo, this guy definitely won. Mm-hmm. But at least the stats are comp- uh, comparable. You know what I mean? Like, amount of headshots, amount of body shots, amount of takedowns, mm-hmm. amount of defenses and everything like that. But sometimes, I guess, there's some that just pop up and it's like, this makes no sense at all. They had another one of those. But hockey, fucking game two this evening. Yeah. Stoner had an incredible game. Unbelievable. How about third period? 2-2. Bats that thing down. Nasty. Fucking goal time all the time. How you doing? Gorgeous. Keep it moving. You like the Vegas Golden Knights here, uh, game two against a, a very, very talented Florida squad. For sure. I do. I mean, that that game, the game one was back and forth. And it, I mean, it was, you know, beads of sweat, very worried going into the third period. And then that's, I mean, that, that's what home ice advantage is all about. The, the Golden Knights turn it on in the third period and kind of, you know, let you breathe a little bit. But They've, I mean, if that's kind of been the thing the whole time, it's like, hey, Bobrovsky's a dog. You know, we'll see what he can do. But if you can get a couple in on him, I mean, Vegas' goaltender, he had maybe the save of the season. Yeah. You know, st- yeah, boom, right there. Aiden Hill sticking his goal out. Like, if that goes in, who knows? The game's completely different. But then again, they, they've just been getting production from everybody. You know, it's not just the Stoner show or the Jackie Aces show. They've been getting goals from their third line guys. I mean, they they have really been playing well. So yeah, I do like them tonight. Aiden Hill's flying around, oh, flying least. around. He flies around. Now it's two two with like six minutes left in the third. Right. Yeah. Ends up being five two. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's how things go in hockey. You know, mm-hmm. once you pop, you can't stop. But I love that we got good finals seemingly. And in the NBA last night, I think Miami has proved oh. they get it to the fourth quarter. It's like there's some football teams. Yeah. yeah. Normally teams that like view themselves as tough teams. Like let's get this to the fourth quarter. And then let's figure it out. Wear them down. Because they don't want to come into the deep sea with us. Exactly. They don't want to get in there. Let's get it to the fourth quarter. And when it gets to the fourth quarter, we'll fucking take it home. Yep. Feels like Miami, the Heat, seemingly, because it was what? They scored 30, I think, first game uh, in the fourth quarter, Mm -hmm. which led to Malone saying, like, in the fourth quarter, we got absolutely killed killed or whatever. And in this uh, last night after the game, he said, everybody got mad at me for saying that was being dramatic for saying our team did not play well. He started rattling off stats Mm -hmm. that Miami had in that game one where it looked like Denver was dominant. In the big ones, like fourth quarter, we we give up 30 points in the fourth quarter pretty much. Can't do that. Fourth quarter again last night becomes the kind of sway in this whole thing. The Miami Heat are a fucking tough team. Obviously, you're an eight seed making it to the finals. Sure. But I love everything about what's going on in these uh in the finals right now with this Denver team, mm-hmm. with the Heat team, with the the way Malone speaks. Mm-hmm. He's the best. Like a human. Yeah. Yeah. He's a human. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Spolstra, seemingly. Human, Human same way, yeah. yeah. And then you got two teams, dogs. It's like, I really like what's happening. Three-point game last night, 1-1. We're in for it, I think. Yeah, and it feels like it is going seven. You mentioned that earlier. And the one thing with the Heat is I think they've had seven games where they have been down by 15 or more and have come back okay. to, in one. And that ties a record, of course, and there's a chance we're going to see of that course. again. But, you know, the biggest thing, and we talked about this on Friday a little, like Struess, you know, he was 0 for 9. And Caleb Martin, who didn't play great last night again, but had a huge bucket in the fourth quarter when they needed it, hit a three, and then they went back up by 10 or something. So, like, there are players, and Jimmy Buckets is going to do what he does, and Bam Adebayo is going to do what he does, and he hates whoever the hell was talking to him after the game. Yeah, so, PR person, allegedly. Yeah, PR, something. For his own team. Yeah, yes. right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because I was trying to figure it out on the internet last night whenever I saw it as well when he was doing this. Me too, mm-hmm. yeah. He was fucking really scolding somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's not happy. I don't like you. That's that's kind of what the yeah. whole view was. Felt like. And it was like, ooh, who was that? Was that somebody from the Nuggets that did something? It was like, I think it was his own PR person. Probably put him in an interview that he did not want to do. Yeah. And that person just signed on for it. Who knows? But he is... Balling. Balling. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's crushing it. And then the other thing, too, is, and I saw this 
on the internet this morning. Duncan Robinson signed that massive deal a couple years ago, but as a shooter, you know, you have to, a lot of the incentives that you have to hit, you have to start, and he lost his starting role. So they said he's probably lost $10 million roughly, and he's still coming in off the bench and then balling. Like at the start of the fourth quarter, he was the one, yeah, exactly. He kind of started that whole comeback. It's it's unbelievable. It was like 11.33 left, uh, I believe, in the fourth quarter, and he rattled off like 11 straight points, Mm -hmm. including a layup where there was a lot of contact Uh and he did not get a foul and immediately afterwards it was like a timeout and he's flexing the whole way down the court and it's hard not to be like Duncan Robinson flexing okay great fade had a good fade Mm -hmm. he was shooting popping undrafted they were running some great plays like the way Spolster was kind of running I don't know enough about basketball I try to listen to all the experts whenever they talk but Spolster really seemingly has it figured out yeah oh yeah he's a beast and I watched him one time sit through an entire timeout and not write a single thing on the dry race Mm -hmm. that's right that was my eyes yep Seeing them right here. In the playoffs, I right? sat, Yeah, I sat right behind the Heat bench when the Pacers and the Heat were playing against each other back in the day. That was like an every year type thing yeah. in the Eastern Conference uh, playoffs. I don't know. Finals, I don't Semis know. Semis usually, but I think they did play in the finals. But the Heat, whenever Braun was on the team yeah. against the Pacers that were like George Hill. Uh, Roy Paul Hibbert. George. Paul George. Yep. Roy Hibbert. Stevenson. Lance Stevenson. Mm-hmm. There was a... Quite a Pacers crew. Yeah, good great, great squad. It was fun to watch. Like it was fun to go to those games. And I was like mid twenties, like early twenties. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was good time. Having a great yeah, time at living. these things. And I I had tickets right behind the heat bench for one of the playoffs, playoff games. And they all came to the bench and everybody was pissed. You know, LeBron was sitting over here, Dwayne Wade was over here, Bosch was like right in the middle with a couple other people, but nobody was really paying attention. And I watched Bolster literally just hand on dry erase board, not do a thing mm-hmm. for like forty five seconds. Mm. And then they were like, all right, let's go back in there. I'm like, this fucking guy literally just did that for the photo yeah. or what was happening. And I would assume at that moment he was like, there's nothing that needs to be said right, right. now. Yeah. But everybody needs to think that I'm at least saying something or maybe that's just how he relaxed. But I literally watched it happen. So my immediate thought is like, this guy, I know what he's doing. Now you're watching him put on fucking clinics. Yeah. Sure. This guy is a genius, it seems like. And the whole not let uh, Joker kind of... Pass the ball is that that has to be real at this point? Yeah, for sure. Because you look what I mean. Like you can it, when teams crash down on him and he can kick out and guys are getting open looks from three and they're making them like that. That is a mass. I mean, you'd rather take him scoring forty five than having him 14, 14 assists and the Nuggets hitting you know twelve threes out of those fourteen assists. Like it it does make a big difference. Thought Jamal Murray was going to hit that game time. That's yeah. that back. Yeah, me too. Thought Thought Jimmy yeah, Butler. Was, I mean, was he, he was in. And, yeah, but but Jamal, like you mentioned in that fourth quarter, the last four minutes. He got pretty hot, and he had that second quarter stint where they went on like a thirty-two to nine run or something. But I mean, I, I the thought way he shoots in. is in Jamal like does a full on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. you know what I mean. He like like both hands almost literally from the, it's like it almost looks like old school shooting. Yeah, a little bit when he puts it in. When he gets hot, it's nice. I can't tell because they went to the TV. Do the do we know if do the Heat do they put fours up uh, at the other third quarter? Right, I don't fourth? know. I, I hope. Imagine they all do. They got that old school mentality. Remember, they do yeah. conditioning, cardio, right. this, this, this. They do the it's hard like, things hard. I suppose said something like that. Hard things harder. Is that what he said? He, and when they were to win. Uh, they said, we get harder. <laughs> we were really super hard down in Miami. Something like that. Yeah. But no, when they were talking about. So he said, when we walk around down in Miami, we're fucking we're hard, hard yeah. and hard. We're, yeah. we're super bricked hard. up. So fucking hard. I think that's yeah. what he Dude. was talking about when uh, Ramona Shelburne asked him about Jokic turning him into a scorer and not a facilitator. Here's what Solstra had to say about the whole how do you handle Joker and make it easier for your basketball team. 
Final question on the left. Hey, Coach. Final Good question. morning, Sean. Oh, yeah. uh, this is probably oversimplifying things, but sometimes when, when teams play against Jokic, you, you turn him into a scorer, you turn him into a passer, and he controls the game. You, he only had four assists tonight. Yeah, that, that, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it's just... <laughs> That's the untrained eye that, that says something like that. Oh! This guy's an incredible player. You know, twice in two seasons, he's been the best player on this planet. You can't just say, oh, make him a score. <laughs> That's not how they play. They, they have so many different actions that just get you compromised. Uh, we have to focus on what we do. Um, you know, we try to do things the hard way, um, and he requires you to do many things the hard way. Hell yeah. Um, and we, he has our full respect. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Coach. Okay, oh. so the question you just asked, I understand it's not your necessary okay. thought. No. But I've seen that others have ha- mm-hmm. have thought this. You, you don't know basketball. Yeah. Yep. Sound like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. The you, untrained eye. You just, you don't know basketball. You should not be talking about basketball. You don't know basketball. Mm-hmm. Don't love that I have to answer questions about people who don't know basketball while coaching in the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Hand question. on head. Yeah, yeah. I can't That's the fucking Disgusting. take it. I can't take it. So anymore. pissed. I seen this. You know, my family sent me a couple of these headlines. <laughs> and I tried not to. I tried not to read them or look at them. Okay? Because they make me upset. But then the volume, the volume of them. The volume. The <laughs> volume. The volume. I saw Bill Walton say it on the McAfee show. I just can't. I can't. I can't. You don't know basketball. Shut up. That's basically what he said. Yeah. But we're just looking at stats, dude. He scores 43 times. They lose. Yeah. Exactly. Let him score, Spo. Right. Okay? Simple maybe as not, that. Maybe don't cover him. Yeah. yeah. That's actually what they should do. Boom. Double Murray. Yep. Then just keep everybody else kind of around there. Yep. Just, just let him it. stand in the middle and let him do highlights if he wants. Yeah, exactly. Defend Win three, dogs. let him score 80 points. Let him throw it off the backboard. Mm-hmm. Couple then he's slams. assisting to himself. Oh, is that playmaking? Yeah, Who cares? Just him. I'm happy to think, though, that he was definitely talking to us. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a chance. Yeah, we are untrained but, but Grant Hill did say, hey, when Will Chamberlain was in the playoffs, the strategy was... Just one on one. Who said that? Wasn't it Grant Hill? No, it was Bill, Bill, Walton. Bill Walton on this show. Oh, Bill Walton that. said that? Yeah, on this show. Oh, geez. I forget what Bill Walton ago. was saying a lot of times just because, <laughs> you know, I was getting lost in the sauce yep. just from what I was so, you know, I was loving everything he was saying, but there's a lot of things he was saying. I will say one of my greatest feats of all time was I was keeping up, I was trying oh, yeah. my best to listen to every single word. Me too. I was trying to stay in there, trying to ride the wave because I'm also a long speaker. So there's a chance that I might out of nowhere sure. and do that whole thing. And I was just trying to pay him the respect to keeping up. And then you know, catching him whenever he had a little bit of a lull, yep. so I can maybe interject and see if we can get back in there. So you have to really. There was a couple times though he lost me, but me then he brought too. it right back. Oh yeah, yeah. I was kind of free falling oh. there for the middle of it, and then all of a sudden Bill Walton came back in with, gotcha. and that's why, and I was bang yeah. right back in it. But he's the one that said when Bill Russell was playing his best or something like that, it was that entire situation. Yeah, yeah. Bill Russell was covering Will Chamberlain, yeah, and yeah. They were, they, that was the strategy. Yeah, he didn't. Bingo. He didn't do well. They, he scored sixty or something, but he didn't win. But yeah, he didn't win. They were losing, exactly. which is what I guess an untrained eye would say. Also, shout out Bill Kevin Wall. Love. Kevin Love. A lot of people probably forget, but I saw like a three minute highlight of him when he was with T Wolves back early in the career, and he was Mister Twenty Five and Twenty. He's been playing awesome, especially last night. He I started. He played, 
Yeah, yeah. he started over uh, Caleb Martin, mm-hmm. yeah. which was a big decision. His defense was great, obviously, but oh, yeah. I think he brings a certain level of uh, composure out yeah. there, too, yeah. to mm-hmm. the team, you know, Savvy because he's bet. been there, done that. You talk about Timberwolves, and he obviously with the Cavs, and I think he's been a couple other places before he ends up with the Miami Heat. Yeah. But remember, when he was with the Cavs, it was like, is this guy back going to be okay mm-hmm. for him to play? Yeah. We're 20 years later, he's still yeah. playing. Twice. Congrats to him and yeah. his health. Keep going, Caleb. Joining us now is a man who might have more information on his health and the health of the NBA and what's going on around the association. He's a senior insider for the stadium and FanDuel and the Athletic. Ladies and gentlemen, friend of the program, Sean Sharanya. Yeah. Shams, big night for the NBA. 1 1 the NBA Finals. Let's go. Let's go. Good for everybody. Good for you. How are you doing? Where are you at right now, brother? I'm good. I'm in LA, just 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 doing our FanDuel shows, you know, trying to knock out day by day. You know, I live day to day out here in LA. (laughs) Still gloomy. Still still gloomy out here. It's like every time I come out here, it gets gloomy, but 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 I'm here. That's because you suck up all the fucking energy and sunshine. That's right. right. You know, LA and you cannot have all the sun. Goes right into Sham Sharania. Then you get out of there and it pops back out. (laughs) And then all of LA is kind of uh let's talk about LA a little bit because there was a tweet that was put out uh like an hour or two ago that had a lot of action. A lot of action. Yeah, here we go. It's trending. Is it trending? Uh, I haven't been on Twitter. Is it trending? 14,000 retweets. Yeah, that's a lot of yeah. fucking action. Uh, I'd say. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think it's doing okay. It's trending. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. For announcement news, you know, but, you know, we're, we're you know. Kyrie Ir- trying to make some waves. Kyrie Irving has reached out to Lakers star LeBron James and attempts to see if James would come to Dallas. Irving is a free agent this offseason. Okay, so he's not currently under contract with the Mavs. Obviously, allegedly, everything we've been told by you and others is that they would like to keep him down there, even though whenever he went to Dallas, that team kind of went to shit. Mm-hmm. Not their fault. They'll figure it out going forward, I would assume. But LeBron James, one year after his son, or during his son signing the USC and having everything go on, would want to go to Dallas, you think? Is this a real, what are the re, what's the reality behind this entire situation happening? Yeah, I mean, the reality is it's it's probably very unlikely because of the reasons you just Whoa. mentioned. Like, LeBron James, for everything I've heard, is, is, is like, he's happy um, with, you know, with L.A., being in L.A. His son, Bronny, is about to play at USC. So, you know, there's a lot of reasons why being a Laker, retiring as a Laker, makes a lot of sense for LeBron James. And I think, you know, probably even when Kyrie Irving, you know, the crux of the story is that Kyrie Irving is trying to recruit LeBron James to to potentially come to Dallas, see if he would be open to coming to Dallas. I'm told he's formally reached out, uh, made contact with LeBron James to seek whether James would be open to it. And the interesting wrinkle here is that at the end of the year, LeBron James did make some comments uh, when when they were eliminating the Western Conference Finals that hinted at him possibly considering retirement and that, um, you know, he's going to be mulling whether, you know, how long he wants to play. Now, I came on this show. I spoke about it. You know, his foot, he's dealing with a foot issue. We'll see what happens there. But Everyone I've spoken to fully expects, and my full expectation, that LeBron James is going to play next season. He has way too much left in the tank. He looks too good. He just averaged, what, 29, 7, and 6? Like, the numbers he's putting up at the age of 38, unbelievable. So, I I think everyone expects him to play. But the fact that Kyrie Irving, everyone talked about Kyrie Irving going to L.A. LeBron clearly has made it known he wants to play with Kyrie Irving, and he wants to play with Kyrie Irving in L.A. But now Kyrie Irving is changing this, and he wants to recruit. And I think the bigger story is what will happen with Kyrie Irving in free agency. The fact that he's going out and wanting to recruit a guy like LeBron James, it's clear he's putting on his recruiting cap. He wants to get talent in Dallas. He's trying to recruit talent to Dallas, and we'll see how that 
plays out and bolts for his free agency. Yeah, most likely outcome here, Kyrie ends up in Dallas, LeBron stays at L.A., or Kyrie ends up in L.A., and this was just like a big, I tried, mm-hmm. type play. Ooh. You know what I mean? I mean, listen, with free agency, you never, never know. But I, I think Kyrie Irving, it seemed like he enjoyed experiences in Dallas. I know Mark Cuban, Nico Harrison, they've been vocal about wanting to bring him back. I think that's probably the more likely outcome in all of this. But these players are talking, and 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 when players talk, and when when guys start to recruit each other, there was a period of about two months um, where <laughs> Kyrie Irving was deciding on his future, and him and LeBron James were were going back and forth. And I think Kyrie Irving at that point, there were times last summer where he wanted to be a Laker, no question. He ends up staying with the Nets. We talked about it. We we broke all that. Then he ends up getting traded to the Mavericks. The Lakers have an opportunity to trade for him. He ends up in Dallas Maverick. And I think there is going to be a lot of interest in him staying there. Um, but the fact that this is now a conversation, um, I think this is two years in a row where the possibility, the reunion uh, of LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, two guys that won a championship together in Cleveland, it's it's going to be a storyline. Yeah, hell yeah. 14,000 retweets on something that probably isn't likely. Yeah. I love everything about it. <laughs> Everybody wants to see it happen again because, oh, you know, you remember when Kyrie was oh, in there oh, and cooking. Beat and, Golden State. Man, imagine LeBron with him and Luka. Whoa. Whoa. That would be crazy. Well, well, Playing with eight basketball. The interesting is, is it's not like it's just, all right, Kyrie Irving wants to play with LeBron James. I mean, every player in the league wants to play with LeBron James. The, the big thing here is that yeah. entering free agency – Kyrie Irving is now making it known. He he wants to see if the Mavericks can go get a guy like Kyrie Irving. He's reached out to LeBron James. Uh, go get LeBron James. He's reached out to LeBron directly in the last uh, in the last several days, and so he wants this to happen. We'll see what the what the real odds are of it actually taking place. Okay, so Kyrie in Dallas still just as somebody that does not know basketball that well. Okay, call me a casual. Call me a noob. Call me whatever you want. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I had eyes We're on not me. noobs here when I'm on. Yeah, you you are not. You're in there. You're actually in the league. So shout out to you shout being out. there. I actually seen this Dallas Mavericks team play basketball, though, yeah. with these eyes. Played against the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Okay. That arena was filled up for Luka. Because Luka, the way Luka was playing. Dog. And Luka had that pass cross court, if you do recall, mm-hmm. at the Pacers game. That was the entire takeaway moment. But shortly before that, they were playoff contenders. Like, here we go. This team's going to potentially go. Luka maybe going to win the MVP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Luka's going to win the MVP. Then Kyrie goes to their team. They don't make the playoffs. They're resting players. Luka doesn't like basketball anymore. Yeah. Remember? Yes. Oh, that yeah. was happening there oh, for yeah. like a yep. week or two. H- had to get investigated because the last game of the season, they decided to not play Luka. Not play anybody. Yeah. So what, what, what happened there, you think, behind the scenes? And how do they fix that for next year if they're going to remain – all in one unit. It seems like they want to remain as to, and did I accurately describe what had taken place? Yeah. I mean, listen, from, from, from a surface level, from like bare bones. Yes. Like Kyrie Irving went there. They were, I think they were the three or four seed in the Western conference and they end up all the way out of the playoffs, all the way out of the play in. Um, that is, Jeez, that is geez. definitely resting players at the end. To a season. Yeah. Ridiculous. Resting players at the end the to pick. keep their top 10 Peter pick, which final. is now going to be potential trade bait out there in the marketplace. And, and, they got fined five hundred thousand for uh, that that situation where they essentially admitted to tanking. Um, but I, I think when you look at it, and okay. Jason Kidd has spoken to it, I, I think Kyrie Irving and, and Luka Doncic played I want to say fifteen games, twelve games with each other. The second half of the season, the Mavericks, Jason Kidd, Mark Cuban, Nico Harrison, they fully believe that 
we need to give these guys more reps. Yeah. Both these guys can show, you know, show that they can score. They can play with each other. They both seem to like each other. And I'm told latter half of the season, they both spend time working out together, spending more time together. So they fully believe that like, we're going to get these two guys, right? It's about building around them, building continuity, building chemistry. And that's where this off season comes into play is like, they need talent on this Mavericks team. So yes, would you love a guy like LeBron James on this team? For sure. But think about a player in that type of a mold, you know, guys that are free agent, you know, like I'm not saying the Mavericks are interested in, in these players, but you look at the four threes that are out there in the market. Austin Reeves. Right? Guys like Draymond Green, Ooh. Jeremy Grant, Harrison Barnes. Like those are the types of four threes that if you're, if you're, if you're Dallas, you can get your hands on a defender, two-way player. Um, you know, you, you have to look at that. I think that's what this NBA Finals is showcasing to me, the dumbass that watches the NBA like, hey, teams matter. Oh, yeah. You know Every what I mean? Oh, yeah. These teams matter. The depth of teams really matter. And I think we kind of all get caught up in like, where are the superstars, the big three, the big two, the big yep. this, the big that. It's like the rest of that roster really matters. You've been saying that for a long time. That's why the moves that LA made at the trade deadline was such a big deal to get them into the playoffs, ultimately not being able to beat this Nuggets team. Man. Ooh, they're going. Spolster oh. got real pissed last night, though, whenever he was asked a question about, you know, what do you do? Just let Joker score. Don't let him do this. That, that is such a dumb fucking thought, is what Spolster said. Yep. But I love what's happening for the NBA in this finals. Connor has a question for you, Shams. Yeah, Sean, speaking of the finals, is there a chance we see Tyler Hero playing this week? Or do you think that, you know, maybe they kind of keep him on the bench? We don't have him start because of how well they're playing without him. Yeah, I, I think this is a very, very interesting dynamic, very interesting question. You know, at the end of the day, none of us are going to be able to decide this. This is going to be on Eric Spolster to figure out. And I, I think you have to trust Eric Spolster. He's going to make the right decision. But think about this. If Tyler, if Tyler Hero doesn't get hurt in game one uh, against the Bucks in the first round, Duncan Robinson probably isn't playing. And last night, 10 points in the fourth quarter, two threes, four or five from the field. And he's been hooping for the Heat in, in this series so far, last series. He's making shots. Max Struess had an off game one, played very well game two, uh, started off the game, I think, four of seven from three-point range. Yep. So he's he's shooting the ball well. Hucking from the logo. Caleb Martin. He, he's, ch- I mean, chucking. Uh, he's he's sniping. I mean, he's, he's, he's dialed in yeah. right now. And That's shooters cool. like that, you have to have a lot of confidence in. You know Jimmy Butler's in there. You're telling him, like, shoot as much as you can. Like, get those shots up. And having your best player give you that confidence, it goes a long way. So if, if you're if you're Miami, now listen, is Tyler Hero on track to potentially return in Game 3? I, I believe that's what the Miami Heat are hopeful of. That's what they think. Do they give him another game to figure out? Like, listen, if we lose Game 3, it might be easier to bring him back in Game 4. I think winning Game 2 gives you a little bit of pause, and you have to think about it a little bit more. But even if, even if Tyler Hero is available to play, I don't know if you can just say you're going to start or you're going to be guaranteed minutes because there are these guys that have been on this run all the way to the NBA Finals that have solidified their role. Is Tyler Hero all right with what Jack Harlow did to him in Boston? Good question. I mean, listen, I, I don't know what they have going. Um, you know, obviously there was a song made uh, about yeah. about Tyler in, yeah. in, in the past. So yeah. there, there, there might be a, a relationship there that exists, you know, friendship that allows, you know, that, that type of discourse. Oh, so you think because there was no, a I'm song... He's they're allowed friends. to show sure up they're, they're in Boston familiar. Celtics jackets. I don't yeah, maybe think so. sitting five doors down from Come the guy on. you wrote a song about. And be- I don't think might have so. been to curse the Celtics. The though. bad friend. Did, did you guys see his post about 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 Kyle Lowry when Kyle Lowry uh, ran into him? Did you guys see that? Who Jack Harlow's? 
Yeah, yeah. He he made a post when Kyle Lowry landed on him. What did he say about Kyle Lowry? Um, I, I we we got to pull it up. I thought he. I thought I he just said Kyle speak. Lowry's got a huge pooper. Yeah, yeah. It was something like he's yeah. got a nice butt yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Jack Harlow oh. said that. Yeah, mm-hmm. dumper for the ages. While he was wearing the Celtics thing. Yeah, and that's why I think him. And I've Hero met Jack Harlow before. Really nice dude. He's definitely plugged in on oh. the NBA. Uh, so we got to invite him on the on the show. You know, he's got to he's got to speak to. Every time he goes on shows, he kind of stinks. You know what I mean? Like every time he goes on shows, he stinks. But I've been told he has great personality yeah. and he's funny and all that stuff. But Charming. every time I see him on TV, I think to myself, like, this dude's like the he's coolest dude in on all- the NBA. Maybe it's the NBA he's got to speak about. Me and him, we did a show together. He was he was he the was greatest thing he did. Ago. The greatest thing he did. He was on first take. This is the funny, because everybody tells me how funny he is, this yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Funny guy, hilarious guy, Charming. beloved guy, funny, everything. And then every time I see him on TV, he's like not like that at all. It's like, okay, I get it. It must be behind the scenes, and I'm not seeing the right stuff, I guess, of this guy. He was on first take promoting White Men Can't Jump, and uh, they told a story. <laughs> Vince Carter comes in. Vince Carter then tells a story about the guy that he dunked on in that uh, international game where yeah. he jumped over that guy about how that like ruined that guy's life. life. Yep. Mm-hmm. Vince Carter's like, yeah, that guy like committed suicide or tried to commit suicide <laughs> two times, and then he was working at, like a Walmart, and then he all comes back. And Jack Harlow goes, "Geez, way to suck the oxygen out of the room," <laughs> and I laughed. Big pop. I was like, "All right, so that's probably mm-hmm. that's what he's guy. that's probably what he's like yeah. when he's not on." Because a lot of the interviews I watch, he seems to not say. A single thing. Right. But then you listen to some of his songs. Like, this dude obviously has incredible amount of swag yes. and talent. So you're friends with this guy. And you're, you're saying wow. him and Tyler Hero are good? You're saying him and Jack Harlow and Tyler uh, are good? To, to, to my knowledge. But, you know, we, we, we might have to confirm that. And, and honestly, has he been in a setting? Have you seen him just talk about hoops, about the NBA? First take, I think he was. Yeah, he was I think it was like kind of a setup for that. Well, listen, listen. If, if if me and you, if you're interviewing him, I th- I think he's got to bring the A game. So you know, I think nah, he will. it doesn't mean I don't mean shit. This guy's in white men can't jump. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. like everything everybody says about him is how awesome he is. And every time I see him in the sports world, like he was on Game Day. That game was, Day was yeah, yeah, that was that was that was, that was, that was Game Day was every time he's coming to Best our world, world, it's like okay, and then we move on. Yeah, we Jack Carlos. Big Celtics fan, like Boston Connor. Him and Boston Connor. Big well, that's Celtics that's fan. the funny part, Charles, is that I, I both didn't hyped know about that. Sam Cassell. I don't know if anyone knew that. What that he was a Celtics fan? You had no idea. I love it if he is, is he from Boston. If he actually is, I no, he's from, he's from Louisville. Louisville. Yeah. Oh. He's got sweet hair. You know, I mean, that guy on the right's got a fucking awesome goatee. If he knows that, guy. yeah, I mean that's certainly a Boston <laughs> guy there to yeah. the right. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! That guy to the right has no idea what type of music Jack makes. No, that's a wicked jacket. I don't want to judge anybody just by looking at him, but looking at that guy, no shot he's listened to any of the music uh-uh. that Jack Harlow has put out. Not at all. But they both are here for good basketball. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. That's all they're here for. Uh, speaking of good basketball, there's a great basketball player who the conversation around him is never about basketball. Ty has a question for you. Yeah, Shams, based on Adam Silver's press conference when he was talking about John you know that that punishment will come after the playoffs like it seemed like this was going to be more the harsh route than it is just like a hey he's learned from it we'll give him a couple games now that it's been a couple weeks do you know anything more do you have any idea what kind of suspension we're looking at for John Morant uh listen I I think shortly after the NBA finals the league is going to announce something um what is it Chomps come on on, what is it Chomps I wish I knew yes you do if I knew 
if I if I knew you guys know, I would say it probably first on the show, right? So I, I would right, give you guys that courtesy. You know, but but they haven't even spoken to John Moran on the suspension yet. Um, I don't believe they've informed the PA exactly what the suspension is going to be. At the end of the day, this is Adam Silver, Joe Dumars' call. Those are the people that are going to be, you know, along with the rest of the league office, they're going to be. And at the end of the day, it falls on Adam Silver. You know, these suspensions last time when when John Moran got suspended eight games, that was an Adam Silver decision. Uh, he met with John Morant. John Morant told him, you know, I understand this. won't happen again. He does it again. And so uh, I think Adam Silver's comments, what I took from them is like him admitting we've done most of all of the investigation and some of the killer, you know, aspects to figure out, like some of the things that really killed this investigation are, um, uh, you know, sorry for that term. Yeah, uh, yeah. Some, I didn't know what else he found out. Really Bold move. I mean, we had Aaron Hernandez. Some of the things well, he did really say they unearthed more stuff. The yeah, they said there's more information. Right. That is, then has been released. What is? What does that mean? Well, killer. Well, I, I look back. I look back. I look. Uh, I look back at some of the prior uh, oh, so comments funny. that Adam Silver's made. Right. Like when he made comments during the draft combine uh, at the lottery, he said we need to figure out. You know, was the gun his? Uh, was this video uh, edited? Like. There were like bare bone facts that they had to confirm at that point. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We've unearthed more information. We have, yeah. we have confirmed that was Jaw dancing with his thing. That's right. I was pissed. That was. We have confirmed that. That has not been confirmed anywhere else. We have confirmed that on that live video when you saw the pistol mm-hmm. in his hand. It was, was yeah. it was John. It was John. Well, who's John? T- turns out. Was it like ben but it was the guy who was filming him. Scott, the guy who filmed him actually said, hey, John, hold this. Yeah. And then he <laughs> tried to kill him, set him up, tried to ruin his entire life there. I mean. Like how? Like how, how does that even happen within two months of, ja, of, of each other? Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Alleg- throwing the gun. Allegedly, uh, Ja did unfollow that guy on Instagram. Oh. oh uh-huh. If this guy goes live with me on a gun, I don't want to see it on my timeline that's right i'm out i'm on following this guy <laughs> yeah. all right i hope Josh figures it out we all do because what a fucking superstar when I, beast when i think about how much you suspend him like i don't like 50 games whole season like gilbert Reynas was essentially suspended around 50 games and he brought guns multiple guns to a locker room yeah. to an nba arena so you think about this situation is this equate to 50 games probably not so yeah. is this half of that so half of that puts you at 25 25 too harsh did you ever uh, find out what the plot lighter. was for that boo ray game that gilbert arenas was either owed money for did, did we did we did you guys ever find that out in the nba media i i have to go back and think i was um you know i, I th- maybe i was 10 11 you know when when that you know 12 when when that happened just love and love uh, figure it out Shams. i thought you were committed to the game but uh fucking love and love but uh you know i, love I, and I, lunch. I know that. yeah had to have been had to have been in the millions though had to have been in the millions right like you're not bringing guns in for like you know like several millions right like you're not just bringing in guns for like 300k so i've heard of pots like that are multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. and people that have lost a million over a season in pot matching card games like Ray is which we would assume is what was being played there i don't know if that ever officially came out or not but yeah it had to get to a point where gilbert was like i'm fucking done with this that's it you owe me money, bro. Mm-hmm. We are going to do it. There's some people that are like that. There's some people that are like, ah, all right, let's figure this out. I'll take a watch, and then we'll just kind of mm-hmm. keep it moving or whatever. What a scene. We don't condone it. We don't condone it, but you're right. It does happen. All professional sports had to answer it whenever Gilbert Arenas did this. Like, gambling in NFL locker rooms became, like, super pff, 
Not allowed to do this Can't on. Do it. It, not that it had been happening, obviously. Sure, right. sure, 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 sure. Nobody would do that. Super competitive people who play cards who have a lot of money would never do that against each other. No, why would you? Especially if you're in the same area for like eight hours at a time, nine hours at a time. But it came it came across all leagues. Like, hey, this Gilbert Arena situation can't be happening anywhere else. I assume the John Morant situation is crossing into other leagues as well about how to not do things. And hopefully, John will be able to learn from it. Last question here from Tone Dig Shams. Yes, Shams uh, reported that Monty Williams, who is going to be the new head coach of the Detroit Pistons, could earn up to $100 million. Do they have to pay him that because Detroit stinks and that was the only way to get him Whoa. to accept that coaching job? Well, I think there are a few factors here. One was Monty Williams, uh, he had told Detroit, several other teams, that he was not planning on coaching this year. So um, Detroit had to really go all out to get him to decide to coach, and I think he looked at that situation. Tom Gores, Troy Weaver, uh, the owner and the GM, they made intense pursuits to go get him. And money, at the end of the day, richest coaching contract in NBA history. This is a guy that's going to be making more than most NBA players next season. Um, he he's he's in a power position right now in Detroit. He's gonna be able to build out his staff the way he wants, the roster the way he wants. And yes, it's a it's a six year deal on its face, guaranteed uh, upwards of of seventy eight million dollars, wow. seventy two yeah. million dollars, seventy either either way in the seventies. If year seven and eight get exercised, guys, one hundred million dollars <laughs> for a head coach in Hell the yeah. NBA, hundred million dollars. And so when you Pretty think cool. about it, Detroit Steve Kerr talks. is going into the last year of his deal. If you're Steve Kerr, you've won four championships. How much money do you ask for? 150. 15, 16, 17, 18 million per year? Like so yeah. it'll it'll be very interesting to see how this impacts the coaching market, but there's no doubt. Your Detroit is a young team. Yes, there's some talent there. And I really do believe this is the perfect situation for Monty Williams. Mm. He's a leader of men. This is a young group of talented guys that need need someone like him in the locker room. So I think it's a match made, a fit in heaven, and he got the bag. Yeah, absolutely. Got the bag. Good for him. Good for Detroit, too. Hell yeah. IndyCar was in Detroit this past weekend. Mm-hmm. They had to fill 291 potholes through the uh, <laughs> through the track. They oh, yeah. did, though. They did. Put on a great race. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me at all. They got a $100 million fucking coach okay. now from the Pistons. Let's hey. talk about the other team now. Frank Vogel is now with the yeah. Suns. Here we go. Frank's about to win it all with these teams. And how, how many other teams wanted Frank? Because it feels like, I don't want to say Frank got kind of raw. In his, he did. It feels like Frank kind of got to be frank, fucked. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, kind of, in that whole situation. Great basketball coach, though. Phoenix got to be pumped about it. I'm not going to say he got, you know, he, he he's, he's getting a $31.25 million deal over over five years. Um, you know, I, Frank Vogel also got the bag. He didn't get the big bag, won a but he got a bag won a for cha- sure. Yeah, that was a title. He's won a championship. He, he's, yes. won, he, he's won a championship in 2020. Uh, with the Lakers, and I think you look at a guy like him. He Tom. coached your Pacers, the, Paul George, two Eastern Conference Finals in 2013-14. Then he goes and coaches Paul. Uh, then he goes and coaches LeBron James, Anthony Davis in LA. They win a championship. So yeah. he's shown that when he has star players, he can have oh. some success. You know, some some great success. Now in Phoenix, he gets Kevin Durant, Devin Booker. He's a guy that's known as a defensive-minded coach, detail-oriented coach. So I think when you look at it. Um, he's going to have those guys ready to play. Uh, and Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, those it's not like those guys are demanding stars, guys that are you know are, are really direct, aggressive with their coaches. They want to be coached the right way, detail-oriented, told the game plan, rotations, adjustments. That's all in Frank Vogel's wheelhouse. And I think we're going to see him and the Suns try to have a very good coaching staff around him as well. So, Frank, $31 million. Monty, $100 million. Uh-huh. Frank's yeah. resume, obviously much vaster, grander. 
Uh, that's a $69 million Detroit you're living in today. <laughs> yeah, right. Isn't that crazy? You're in Phoenix. Right. Still not enough. Is that a city tax? I don't know, yeah. Pat. You break it down for me. It feels like it. Certainly. From Phoenix? No, shout out to Detroit. Hey, 291 yeah. potholes are filled. Yep. Right. Yeah, hey, doing. we got our guy. Things are growing up. Team looks good. Detroit's getting better. Here we go. The Lions are fucking. Wow. I think it's an amazing yeah. hire. I, I think I think amazing hire. Monty Williams, he's going to have Cade Cunningham, Jalen Duran, um, Killian Hayes. He's going to have yeah. those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Killian they're, they're, Hayes. Five pick Ivy. They're going to have those guys ready to, you know, he's going to have them ready, ready to play. The best sure. player. I can't wait. They're going to improve under Monty Williams. I can't wait. And I assume some superstars want to go play for Monty, too, in Detroit. So good for Detroit. No kind of making an entire change. Last question here. Uh, expansion teams, not until after something was just kind of announced. How many cities are really in conversation there, and how do you see that kind of panning out? And do they have similar rules as the NHL for expansion drafts and teams having a chance at being successful quick? For instance, Las Vegas Golden Knights, one of the most recent expansion teams, uh, like six years ago, they immediately went to like the finals in the first year because who you're able to draft in the expansion draft and how the NHL wants you to have success quick. Is the NBA in a similar fashion setup and how do you see the expansion uh, situation going situation so when 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 the yeah expansion ship companionship expansion ship um when 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 uh when when the raptors were an expansion team in toronto um in the 90s they had an expansion draft bj armstrong i think went from chicago at that point to toronto um so there's history there when they there's a new team they they have an expansion draft potentially pluck different guys from different teams so i Mm. Could I see that for sure? Um, I don't think an expansion team in the NBA is necessarily imminent. Like, do I think it happens this summer? I, 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 I haven't gotten that sense. Now, could what it is it? Vegas, Seattle. Years? Is Vegas, Seattle? I, I, I do believe Vegas. Vegas is very, very high on the list. Seattle, very, very high on the list. So, if I had to, if I had to project it out, which cities would 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 be there for first dibs? Here we go. In in you know any any which order. This isn't in, in the order of which I believe it. Like Vegas, Seattle for sure. LeBron James, he's come out recently uh, in the last year or so. He's talked about how he wants to be the owner of the Vegas team. Like he's, I'm sure, already has some grand plans. He's probably already working on all this behind the scenes. And so if he's going to retire potentially in two three years, that does line up, you know, in a potential. Time frame. Tom Brady owns a team in Vegas. Yep. LeBron owns a team in Vegas. What? what a come up for a city that wasn't allowed to have professional sports for so long because remember, it'd be corrupted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a time to be alive. Thank you so much, Shams, for joining us. Who Who's winning this? Who's winning it? Pat, you know, whatever I predict, usually the, the opposite happens okay. when it comes to these games. Mm-hmm. I, I just want a great series. I think oh, I, I really feel like after now. game one, Thank you. I told people I thought Miami found something. I, I really believe. They they got the hearts of champions. They they might not win this year, yeah. but they 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 have grit. They tough it out. They oh, never yeah. quit. Yeah. Uh, but Denver, I, I'm confident going into Game Three if I'm Denver. Okay, Ooh. down there in Miami. Hey. You know, oh. I was kind of piecing this together before the show. Literally, as the show was kind of starting, everybody talks about training at altitude. You know, five thousand two hundred eighty. If you look at the way the fourth quarters have gone, maybe we need to be training in a swamp. Oh, yeah. you know, in humidity, muggy like, air, where it's just super duper Stop thick. Thinking. Yeah, because well, Miami's Miami, going to be hot. Miami's going to be hot. 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 Miami heat. Yeah. 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 Super he hot. talked about, he talked about cutting the AC. Now, Pat, I will never forget the 2014 NBA finals in San Antonio, mm-hmm. Miami Spurs game one, LeBron James was cramping up late in the game. Oh, yeah. The AC was literally off in the arena. I was there. I was wearing a nice, you know, at that point, untailored suit, but a nice suit. Oh, and yeah. I was sweating. Everyone in there was sweating. It was 
It was crazy. Yeah, you had a cheap ass suit on. Yeah, I remember that because LeBron Off was the ah. Yep. And then in the back, there was this little tiny fella yeah, a mm-hmm. with a suit. shitty suit on. Yep. And that was the big takeaway from the night, if I do recall. That was piss yellow. Yeah, shitty suit from that guy. Look at him now. Man. Unbelievable. What a combo. Who's the one? Who's the one that turned the AC off? Like that's what we. That, there needs to be an investigation. Pop so San, An- San Antonio, San Antonio, hot, right? Yeah. Thick. Mm-hmm. Miami, hot, super thick. hot. And then oh, you yeah. turn off the AC. So what they thought that if you turn off the AC in Miami, I think he was the only. I think they would probably have to cancel the game. They need to just. I. Why didn't they just pump IVs in them? Yeah, pretty quick. Have more of those backpacks. That'd be sweet. While he's playing. Exactly. With the, with with the, the straw. straw in the mouth. In his mouth. All right, Sean, I'm running up the ladder. We appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. Sean Sharon. Hey, hey, what do we learn there? Vegas, Seattle. Uh-huh. Those are the two cities basically running for an expansion squad. I, I learned a bunch suspension. of potholes got filled. 291 yeah. of them, yeah. I believe that was said on the race if I would That's absurd. I mean. I would have thought 2,000. They're going through the city. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. They were going through the city. I didn't know they had roads in Detroit. Come on, Yeah, guys. I thought it was just Detroit's like a nice city. Downtown is nice, okay? And it did look beautiful in, during the race. That's the first time they've had the race downtown in like quite some time, right? Yeah, normally it's off on an island That's somewhere. what I thought. Yeah, yeah, they had it downtown, so we went through there. It was. Mm-hmm. I got to watch it a little bit. It was did good. our guy win? Nah. Top 10, though, I think. It I looked nice. I thought they put up yeah. like a bunch of those like wooden uh, buildings like they have in North Korea. <laughs> That like aren't real, but oh, they, they make them look nice okay. in the whole city. Oh, like at the World Cup. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Where that like, hey, wasn't like not, that. Yeah. Oh. Like chopping people's heads off. Alex Palo won. The guy that was on the pole for the Indy 500 won. Okay. The race. I saw Verstappen won again. Uh, what else? Never would have guessed. Yeah, that, no. that people watch sucks. that, huh? What do we do? Maybe I'm just too. I don't get it. This well, is. I, I just don't get it. Well, this just, is like super fancy food. Like when I go eat super fancy food, yeah. and I need 15 meals to fill me up. First of all, like mm-hmm. what? How is anybody eating that for real? How, so small. Like, give me five of these. Need, a, need a bigger portion. Get five of these, yeah. and then you eat it, and it's like. I don't know if that this was worth it. Uh, no. I guess there's some that have been good in my past, but I'm like too basic of a palate. I think I'm too dumb for a lot of things. Mm. F1, one of them, I, I feel like I just don't get why people like it. I've just learned that, I mean, F1 for sure, like those races, I don't think. And then we, you hear people say like it's a manufacturer sport, so it's like, okay, well, how much are the people driving actually doing that if like the mechanics are really the ones who are like kind of the stars I think of the that's show. in every racing. See, like, I th- I the thought, car certainly matters. I thought so too, but I just realized like I don't care what kind of racing it is. Like it just doesn't interest me. Like I just don't care at all. IndyCar, NASCAR, horse. F1. No, bike? I'll watch horse racing. That's different because it's the races are two minutes. Like, well, and then. And yeah, if they don't win. Yeah. I mean, that's high stakes. It is. But yeah, these true. horses are running for their fucking lives. I, I just don't know how, like. Churchill's is done, right? Yeah, suspended. Yeah. But yes. Do they have races right now? I don't know. Seems like a very novel thing to do. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what? Would you enjoy NASCAR more if they blew the car up afterwards if it didn't win? Well, oh. NASCAR had like an 11, 11 delays maybe yesterday in their race. Kyle Busch ended up winning, obviously. Yeah. K was running. K was right. <laughs> but, like, they had like 11 delays. I think for rain yesterday. Uh, Are the horses right now dying at Churchill's Downs because of the Canadian wildfires and their smoke is coming down? Well, uh, we would have to question. go to our horse expert, Bruce, who mm-hmm. pulls answers out of horses' asses <laughs> just to kind of uh, do his thing there. But I, I will say the Canadian wildfires. It's not uh, a joke. There's a lot of timber. There's a, the, the, the air in Indy. Yeah. There's an air problem in Indy. 
I guess we can't even breathe because of the smoke coming in. They're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Everybody, put your masks on. That's right. All right. And we need it to be that. one of them M5s or mm-hmm. whatever the, uh, yep. yeah. the actual mask. Yeah, the construction mask. N95. 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 There it is. Mm-hmm. I need N95 masks on everybody from Indianapolis to Boston. They're saying. Oh, oh yeah. That's what the, uh, okay. because of the fires up there. Well, I didn't check this morning. Are we still in an air quality alert? Yes. We're back this morning. So yeah. we're off a couple of days. I don't know what happened. Maybe wind change. Mm-hmm. But we're back in it. Al Roker said, from India, he was wearing a three-piece suit. He looked real good. Oh, nice. He said, from Indianapolis to Boston, pretty much there is a full air quality thing going on. So we hope everybody in Canada is okay. Yes. And also everybody in America breathing their air. Right. Seriously. And the horses. And horses. It's we're currently a moderate, moderate warning for the air quality. All right. They have stages. Yeah. Yeah, I believe there's extreme. Don't breathe outside. Yellow or in the air, it's not. I can feel it coming. Hold on up there. I was watching one of those planes fly by with a little pea shooter thing to stop the fire. Yep. We're wasting the juice. Oh, no. They dumped that thing in, and it disappeared, and that fire just grew stronger almost. It's like, I feel like we should save the juice. It feels like it's a little bit too strong right now. Let's not be dumping little, and then going all the way back and then doing it again. I don't know anything about stopping forest fires. Sure. But I do know what I watched wasn't seemingly the case. No, Why don't we have uh, fighter jets with missiles that have water inside it? I don't know. Every time I see that video of that one China uh, fighter jet doing its little whirly yeah. bird yeah. right in yeah. front of our surveillance thing, Listen, those that freaks me out a little bit. Oh, they're doing it in yeah. the sea now, too. Yeah, but they're not doing whirly birds. They're just going, hey, if we walk Urgh. like this, they're like, if we walk like this, <laughs> And you run into me, mm-hmm. you starting to fight, not me. That's not right. our fault. That's kind of what they, they were, are, I guess, yeah. in, the, in the water doing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Seems like things are getting real serious. Yeah, it's not good. Re- we don't need to, remind, to dive into that. We need to remind them. All right, Tom. Well, some things <laughs> are getting <laughs> real serious, US too. Bay. Let's talk about it. I, I concur on that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You saw the Wait. Times article, right? Huh? What's that? With the alien. Oh. Hmm. What's the alien? That there is oh, uh, some very... Real concrete evidence that they're withholding from everybody. The New York Times posted this. Yeah, I believe New York it was Times is a real Times. deal, right? Yeah. yeah, I believe it was a Times uh, article. Yeah, they got well, their well. they got their hands on some a whistleblower. Former, a former intelligence official turned whistleblower has given Congress and the intelligence community, Inspector General, extensive classified information about deeply covert programs that he says possess retrieved, intact, impartially intact craft of non-human origin. Hmm. The information, he says, has been illegally withheld from Congress, and he filed a complaint alleging that he suffered illegal retaliation (laughs) for his confidential disclosures reported here for the first time. Other intelligence officials, both active and retired, with knowledge of these programs through their work in various agencies, have independently provided similar corroborating information, both on and off the record. This is the New York Times? Uh, Well, I don't know what This is not the New York Times. This is uh, the tweet that had this piece in it was referencing this is the largest expose since the New York Times article in 2017. This is from the debrief.org. It's an org. There's an org. It's an org. It's not a .com. No. This is Area 51. Interesting. Yeah, depending upon what you think Area 51 is. But yeah, this would be crazy if we just found one. All of a sudden, just one see, imagine if one just kind of hopping out. When's the election? Uh, twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four. Next yeah. year. Next year. Next year. Gas prices are going to go like this real quick out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden, man, I've yep. been here the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's so awesome. And one of them, I'd assume it would be Biden, guy with the ears. Listen, 
I get along with these guys. Everybody's talking about what's going on in Russia, China. Mm-hmm. You should see my relationship with these fucking people. They don't, care if, guys, man. They don't care if I fall anywhere. <laughs> yeah. They just kind of talk to me or whatever, man. Trot one out on stage. Just bring one out. Simple. If uh, gas prices drop down, can we buy a tanker for like the parking lot? What? Yeah, certainly put it in like the comment box. We'll think about it. <laughs> I don't know if we need to keep that much gas around here, especially with uh, everybody calling us sellouts these days. You yeah, know what I mean? True, I don't need right. to. Uh, five energy phone line one eight three three four three two three six six three one eight three three four three two three six six three. Cannot wait to chat and catch up with whoever makes it through on the line. Obviously, Mitt will be answering those calls back in his hole. He is in a great mood today, dressed very well. Oh yeah, fuck boy city. He said basically, what he say? Yeah, that's yeah. what he said. Fuck boy, fuck boy city. city. He said like city boys up. City there boys, thank is. you, dirty. Thank you, dirty. Congrats on the baby, dirty. Congrats on the baby. Yeah. Hasn't been born, thank but. You, thank you. Has been conceived. Right. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Uh, the Bills have broken ground on a new stadium uh, called Highmark Stadium, set to open in 2026. Goodell was in attendance. I believe we'll be, uh, we'll be talking to Brandon Bean, yeah. uh, general manager of the Buffalo Bills, 2.30 Eastern Standard Time. He was at the ribbon-cutting, the groundbreaking ceremony this morning, uh, where they will be building a brand-new stadium, which means a Super Bowl will be going to Buffalo, New York. $850 million New York is helping mm. uh, in taxpayer money, Damn. while Buffalo Bills will kind of pay for the rest. It looks like it is going to be majestic and yeah. magical. And the Bills Mafia deserve a brand new home. They have shown up whenever the team wasn't great. They have shown up when the weather has been impossible. They are the depiction of what you want NFL fandom to look like. They're getting a brand new home, as are the Buffalo Bills. Congrats to them. 2026 is not that far away. No, Obviously, no. three years is a long time. It of is. course. Still have Josh Allen, though. Right. Still have that entire team. For still sure. have McDermott there. Still have Bean there. We'll talk to him in the third hour. Can't wait for that. And next hour, we'll have Baron Corbin joining us. Oh, Ooh. hell yeah. Happy Corbin. Yeah, Baron Corbin. No, no longer happy. Oh, he's sad. Still, he's sad. Baron he's still a piece of shit. He's not bum ass. Still a piece of shit, for okay. sure. Mm-hmm. He was at the Big Slick uh, fundraising event in Kansas City this past weekend where we saw stars like Weird Al Yankovic what? and uh, Paul Rudd what? and Jay Sud and Eric Stone Street what? and Patrick Mahomes did a behind-the-back thing. What? And Baron Corbin was there as a journalist. I don't think he was actually there. I uh, will ask him. Okay. They raised $3.5 million Jeez. this weekend. He's seen it all. Can't wait to chat with him. And what has he been up to since I beat him at SummerSlam? <laughs> Suck it. Loser. All right, let's get to a break. Uh, AJ Hawk will join us on the other side. Pretty packed little Monday here. Yeah, not yeah, bad. It is. Pretty packed little Monday. It's a lot of sports this weekend. A yeah. lot of sports. Yeah, it's sweet. Good sports. Right now, I also just saw the Oklahoma women's uh, softball oh, yeah, team oh. tag up two outs or one out, fly ball. Boom. Tag up. Second to third. Or third third home. home. Nice. Now nice. it's 2-2, I do believe. Softball's so, sweet. Stanford, Oklahoma getting after. A lot of intensity. I, I tried to watch college baseball. Clemson, Tennessee went to 15 innings. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. That was tough. And they booted that kid. Have you seen the ejections that have been happening? No. So I think the Clemson in that game was either the 12th or 13th inning. Some second baseman, they were talking shit, kicked him out. And then I think it was Indiana. Some kid hit a home Indiana run. State. Indiana State. Indiana, yeah, Indiana, oh, Indiana, no, Indiana also played. Indiana got a kid who kicked, got kicked out because dude hits a home run, whole team celebrating. They have like a home run chain. Kid brings chain like a couple steps out of the dugout to put on the kid who hit That's the home run. Bullshit. That kid got kicked out. This is bullshit. Well, this is just like high school football referees. Yeah, exactly. They have a lot of say. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that particular power isn't supposed to be in everybody's hands. Yeah. Especially it in sounds baseball. like some of these baseball ones need to fucking chill out. Relax. Yeah. We get it. Okay. Hi. Hi. 
It also, the baseball be fun. Also, yeah. the way they have it set up, like I think they only have one crew, and they're doing multiple games in a day. Like you have certain guys like that are in hot as hell, umping eighteen innings, like miserable. Yeah, you just can't do that. Like so, Iowa yesterday, one in the morning, and then it was double elimination, so they had to play again at night. And you could tell everyone was just, just no one wanted to be out there. It's just that's so much baseball in one day. There was not a lot of energy whenever I was watching a baseball game. I tried to. Kirk Herbstreit was texting me. I was like, yo, there's a Stanley mm-hmm. Cup game on right now. Yeah. Come on. Hey, Herbie. There's a fucking Stanley Cup Stanley final Cup game. finals. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a good game, too. Not oh, just yeah. a game. He's like, going to 11, going to 12. <laughs> I'm like, Herbie, enough. Well, that's the thing, too, is like, if you don't like the MLB, like you really will not like watching college baseball because they nuked the, all the bats so guys don't hit like massive homers anymore. Oh, and there are just so many walks, so many hit by pitches. Like the games last forever. 15 innings. Softball is sweet though. Softball is electric. Yeah. Awesome. They get jacked up. Dude, and it's so fast. Yeah. It is. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Holy shit. She's got like a throw out at first is always close. Oh, yeah. Like every single time, even just a grounder wherever, it's always going to be close at first. Mm-hmm. Absolute rocket. Yeah. Ball's coming through this one. Fast. Oh, yeah. The riser. They throw hard. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And they're like 45 feet away. That's why every single time we watch softball, uh, softball World Series or whatever, mm-hmm. we're like, hey, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then we don't. Yeah, it's kind of like right? college basketball, women's college basketball. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, I, I said lacrosse. Same thing with lacrosse. PLL. Yeah, good. we did after our conversation with Kavanaugh's uh, last week. Pat mostly, Chris in the back, but Chris did drop in and was a photographer. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're in Germany right now. We sent a couple beers to the boys' corner and yeah. we fed yeah. some money over to Tevlin to buy them some local nice. beers over there. We we got a chance to catch up on our show from over the years. When I told Kavanaugh, you know what, we're going to get into it. I have said that every two years about since 2011 yep. yeah. on my Twitter account. <laughs> right. I've always said, I like lacrosse. Lacrosse is yeah. awesome. Like this weekend it was on, couldn't watch it. Guy did this thing. Uh-huh. I was watching it. I just got caught up. I went somewhere else. Right. I don't know why. I'm trying my best because it seems like a fucking great sport. It yeah. is. We'll get into it. Yeah, we we'll will. We're going to get into it. We'll this try. is the year. And joining us live from an attic in Ohio is a man who's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup winner, but not a champion, but he is the champion of the state of Ohio who just had the Memorial Golf Tournament about four minutes from his house. The only reason why we know that is because his house has been used as an Airbnb from some big time golfers. This man was the number five overall pick. He's been rich forever. (laughs) Old, old CBA. Ladies and gentlemen, father of 10, COVID survivor, AJ Hawk. Hell yeah, AJ. How you doing, pal? Doing great. I'm sorry to hear about your guys. Uh, your you guys' little lungs hurting because there's some fires going on. I don't. We don't have that in Ohio that I know of. No, yeah, I think you are a part of it as well. And our lungs are just uh-huh. fine. Thanks for asking. Yeah. How, yeah. I hope everybody over there is okay too. Uh, yeah, we're doing great. We you know we we weren't worried about it. I guess Except the horses. Oh, okay. Listen, we got some other. There's some other stuff that happened in Ohio that I think the air quality was already doing pretty pretty terrible. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the train train derailment. Yeah. I forgot about right. that. Did you hear the train while Jordan Spieth was over a putt? No. It was awesome. It was like one of the most uh, Midwestern Ohio things that could happen this weekend. Jordan Spieth over a putt, 
literally. And then right before he's about to, and he goes, Jesus. And he actually stands up, do a little bit of a pop, a little bit of a pop from the crowd, and then he gets back over top of it. I don't remember if it was Friday or Saturday, but Ohio was an incredible host. Did you see how deep it was on the 18th green whenever Victor Hovland got that win? There was humans everywhere. Is it like that every every single year in uh, Dublin, Ohio? Is that where it is? Yeah, it's in Dublin. I don't know the exact numbers like compared to other years, but yeah, I was watching when the leaders teed off on Sunday. It was like ten deep. I mean, this is normally it, it, I don't know. Like usually, Tiger obviously has giant, giant, massive galleries that follow him around. But yeah, there was a ton of people, and yeah, it was uh, first time it didn't downpour and have to really delay too much. Usually, there's always some kind of like issues with thunderstorms and stuff. Yeah, because we're in spring, you know, and four-season climates potentially yeah. are tough to predict. I mean, that is certainly something that could take place May, June. But it, it's just viewed as like, a, hey, let's go get fucked up at a golf course in Ohio. Is that kind of how it's viewed? Because I saw I saw about 30 of the same dudes. Oh, yeah. They had these polos on, yep. you know, and every single one Boom. of them was holding some sort of beer or whatever. And I'm like, that seems like a great event. Is that what it's kind of marketed as? Yeah, I mean, it's that's what it is. One big party. I had no idea. And then I went when I was in college. And I'm like, this is amazing. We went and I was there 10 hours and didn't watch one shot of live golf. I saw some golf from like the garages of the houses. That's the thing. You see all the people there. But a lot of those people that live on or around the course have these big parties and you can stop by or whatever. Like that's where yeah. there's even probably the same amount of people are back off in those yards and in people's houses. So I wonder if, you know, whenever uh, when we were growing up, there were some families, not mine. They would ring a bell when everybody was outside, mm-hmm. and he'd be like, "Hey, yeah. get your ass back home." Right? Okay. That that was mm-hmm. kind of now. Granted, Sally and Tim said so you can go do whatever you got to do. You have to be at school the next morning, though. So I kind of learned, you know, the pros and cons of different night sure. activities sure. and everything like that. Is it like that at the tournament, though? Like, hey, tournament's about to end. Ring the bell. Everybody out of the fucking houses. Mm-hmm. Need you guys to come show face around the green, okay? <laughs> and it was vast. Great scene there. Will it ever become a major? No. Whatever. Host a major. No, nah, nah, I mean Open? no. The only thing Good is, what like, PGA is what moves around in the U.S. Open, but I don't know. Like that's a, I've never thought about that. I guess because there is a memorial, they don't have any things like that where it's a regular tour stop that they make a major one year, do they? I don't Johnson. know. I think they should be very proud of the turnout. Oh yeah, like Definitely. as a golf scene. Yeah, it was awesome. Big deal. Sweet, it was a big awesome. Deal around here, the course is sweet too. They just redid. I think they closed the course for a full year. And open it up. I don't know when. Like I think he changed a bunch of stuff. See, that's the difference between some courses and then like Augusta. Yeah, yeah. Augusta built like four new holes in like ninety days or something. <laughs> right. They were able to just flip and put some trees in there. Obviously, some of them did not survive. Not deep enough. The last tournament, but mm-hmm. that is like normal golf course stuff. Like, all right, we're gonna shut this down for a year. We're gonna change this thing. In Augusta, somehow, allegedly, they just. Well, they're never open. They just basically host the tournament. They're only open for certain parts of the year. <sighs> They got to figure it out. Though. That's a good racket. Oh, yeah. Yep. They yeah, got it figured. And so does Mirafield, uh, apparently, because that was a great tournament. I enjoyed watching it. Congrats to Victor Hovland. He'll be joining us on Wednesday. Did he stay at your house? He did not, but he's here, what, caddying for his buddy on the U.S. Open qualifier. I know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Literally, day after winning it is caddying for a friend. What a guy. I mean, how do you celebrate? Well, 36 the- holes. 36 holes, too, man. One day. In one day. Yeah, that, to qualify. That's yeah, the one. More, that, uh, two different courses. You got to go two different courses. There's one on full swing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Joel Damon. Mm-hmm. Did a couple of Yeah, White Claw City. Changed it With, up. I got to go five under on his, uh, on his second 18 here. Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and have a couple of White Claws. What? Gets himself into a fucking major. Was Memorial last year? Was this last year or like six years ago when the fucking cicadas were just everywhere? I think last year. It happens like every so – how many years? It 20 happened? years. Yeah, it when I was in college, I remember it happening. Remember because I remember Slake and guys eating them. <laughs> what? 
Excuse me? Yeah. We used to, you know, we paid, like, hey, I bet you 10 bucks you won't eat one. Schlegs had, like, 15 of them. <laughs> All right, yeah, how much? I need a new pair of work boots, actually. <laughs> Who all wants to get in this? 50 I bucks? I didn't have one. 20 a cicada? 50 bucks, all right. Well, what, what, what will you give me? Uh, 10? All right, I'll do 10. All right. All right I need 15 of you. I need 150 bucks tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some sports stuff happening around the NFL. The Buffalo Beals have uh, broke some ground on a brand new stadium. I thought it was a renovation, and then I guess I just misremembered. They're building a brand new fucking stadium. Going to be open in 2026. Goodell was there. Bean was there. The whole operation was there. Seems like it's a big to-do, as it should be. This means they're going to have a Super Bowl, I think. Congrats to Bills Mafia and the Buffalo Beals, A.J. Hawk. Yeah, do we okay, so how close is this to their current stadium? Do we have any idea? They right. said it's in the same city, yeah, Orchard right. Park. Yeah, I think it's I right. Mean, it looks next amazing. Door. Yeah. It looks beautiful. I assume they're gonna have Ooh. a lot of suites in there, uh, so they can get a little bit more money out of people that maybe don't want to sit in the foot of snow, uh, mm-hmm. potentially outside. Much of the modern stadiums kind of have that kind of built into it somewhere, but Bill's Mafia has earned this. Now, granted, a lot of taxpayer money, but that is kind of how business goes these days. I assume the Buffalo Beals will try to pay this off as soon as possible uh-huh. because the more money uh, that you put into the stadium, the more money you benefit from events that happen at the stadium. Shout out to the Minnesota Vikings taking care of that like 26 years earlier or yeah. something like yeah. that, just a week ago. And speaking of new stadiums, we talk about the Beals and how great that is and how they have broken ground and everything like that. Chicago is not happening like that. Oh, oh, no. Chicago Bears' seemingly inevitable move from Soldier Field to Arlington Heights has taken a massive turn. The Arlington Heights plan is at risk after a new tax assessment dispute, and the team has entered separate talks with Napierville. That's from Front Office Sports, a company that I threatened to buy a couple years ago. After Napierville, sorry about that. After uh, a tweet from Kevin McCarthy, I believe was the guy's name. Yeah, that was the one. Thought he was coming at me sideways. It had gotten settled. Front Office Sports seems to dig into all this type of stuff. Great follow. Whenever this popped up, I did not expect it. I thought we were going to Arlington. I thought we were going to be the Arlington Bears. Zito tells me, though, this Napierville place is a little bit more high-end. Very, very nice. Very nice. So whenever Arlington potentially does a little fuckery and just has one little slip up wherever they agreed to something and then a tax change like well actually you guys will be paying tax on every single car that's parked here or you'll be paying this or this whole thing it gives the bears potentially an opportunity to go somewhere else and be like hey were you thinking about me we already proved that we would move Mm -hmm. so if you have hesitancy that we wouldn't move we will move interesting because they're trying to buy up the whole thing hotels plaza stadium casino kind of the wave of the future what everybody's trying to do now it's kind of in doubt interesting it's a long road to get an agreement to do a multi-billion dollar construction site and it seems like they're starting back over aj I would say there's a lot of red tape you got to fight through when you want to try to get something like this approved and get a bunch of taxpayer money for it. But isn't it surprising this has happened with the Bears, like such a historic franchise? It's the Chicago Bears. You think of the NFL, you, they're one of the first teams I think people think of. So why are they having oh, yeah. such issues? Just because they haven't been winning as much lately? No, I don't. I, I think it's because they're moving out of the city in which they are named. Yeah. 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 Like I, I think now you would think, now this happened in Charlotte too. Remember, Charlotte. Well, whenever Tepper wanted to move the practice facility, he started building the practice facility. Mm-hmm. And then the city didn't hold up their end of the bargain in his eyes. Uh-huh. Okay, I don't know what they did. I would assume they have reasoning for why they did yeah. what they did. But in his eyes, nah, yeah. I ain't going into business if this is how you guys are going to operate. Halted it, bankrupted it, done. 
need to find a new site. Mm -hmm. Right. I wonder if something similar happened here in Chicago before they get too far down the road where there was some sort of thing said by the Arlington people that the Chicago Bears are like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not what we agreed to, and this is not before we even get started, and now they're kind of on their way out. That All that negotiating and shit that takes place in those billion-dollar conversations, taxpayer money, plus potential future earnings, I mean, that is a it's huge... Like 10 years. 10-year conversation. Like, how long until you actually break ground on that? I don't know. And they said he started demolishing. Zito just told me they started demolishing shit last week. So, Jeez, so they already started. They did get started, I guess, in Arlington, but now it's like... Whoa, 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 whoa. What's going to happen to Soldier Field, though, if this new thing happens? Chicago Fire. Kanye... Yeah, parking yeah. lot, Chicago Fire. For real, they're going to keep it up there and just do I would, whatever? I would assume, right? They should. That's a massive yeah. venue. Right. Swift was just there last week. Yeah, weekend. they just use it for concerts. Yeah, right on the, the water, the water. too. Yeah. It's like beautiful. Yeah. Bunch of hotels around there still. You'd probably like, open it up a little bit. You don't need all the yeah. seats. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. Probably open it up a little bit, get a nice view. Here we go. That's <laughs> what they want to do, get you. less seats in there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. And spend more money making it and making the changes. This seemingly happens, though, where a town in a program come into an understanding and then because you got politics involved i would assume with tax taxes and yeah stuff, it has to be all you need is what one person takes stand and be like no actually we're doing this it this bullshit. way and then the, yeah. oh really is that right okay shut it down yeah. i'll give off yeah. we're going to nature. that's it's seemingly what the nfl teams say is that right oh okay okay good luck yeah mm. we're out of here we'll find somewhere else we're gonna go 30 minutes down the road mm-hmm. you know that place that has all the people with money already mm-hmm. and everything all right we're going to go right down there. And they, they are actually going to let us do that. We'll go then. You already started demolishing it last week. Okay. We will. See you. That's wild that that takes place, doesn't it? I mean, that's, that, I mean, that's wild. All the owners, though. Think of the owners. Every owner that has, like, uh, I don't know how many you could say has, like, a Patriots Place type thing where you have your stadium and then they own everything around it, like what Green Bay has done over the years. Every owner that doesn't have that, they're just thinking every single day, what do I have to do? to build my, like, Patriot place so yeah. I can bring it all. My Jerry world, bro. He, yeah. 1.1 billion is his yearly income or something like that. Now, that's obviously gross. I don't think that's net, but that leads all professional sports. I think it's 1.1 billion yearly gross income, I would assume, is what it is. I think, yeah. It was either that or over three years. I couldn't. I'll look it up. Well, no, but we I do, think it was. Because yeah. the other one was like 626 was like in second place. Yeah, and we know how much they make per home game in revenue. 80 or 70? Yeah, 75 million or something. Then the next is but still, let alone all the other shit that they own, though, around yeah. yes. Jerry World and all the other stores. It's like there's some people that are really profiting off of this whole NFL thing, and then there's people that are truly profiting. Yes. Like yeah. there's there's a lot of money to be made in the NFL. Like the Colts here, they rent the stadium from the city. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know what it is. I think it's like two hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> okay. Great deal. That is a pretty good yeah. deal. That is, I don't know sure, if that's an accurate one. number. I guess I should look into it more. But that number has been floated a couple of times in conversations I've been in. They rent the stadium from the city. So what you lose is obviously the ability to weaponize the stadium yeah. and weaponize anything at all times to turn a profit and make your business bigger. But obviously he doesn't lose out on any money having to invest and build anything, yeah. anybody else. When you got Jerry and Kraft and now the Vikings, exactly. I assume the Buffalo Beals are going to be trying to do the same thing. They're going to be taking their businesses to just whole other levels. Completely different levels. It's yeah. like Green Bay, right? We went yeah. through Green Bay's numbers because they're publicly owned, mm-hmm. so they have to open their books. And those books, 
you know, can certainly be framed in different ways. The real estate department of the Green Bay Packers book was like $200 million a year yeah. or something like that. Investments. And that's all the buildings around Lambeau that they use, whether it's the fucking slide, the bars, right. the museum, the mm-hmm. every, hotels, hotel, yep. the, everything they own. It's like $200 million they're just getting on the side just from having the land around Green Bay. It's like, that's smart business. That's yeah. that's what every NFL team is going to be trying to do. Well, and at this point too, like how hard is it going to be for a lot of the? It seems like there's not a lot of spaces left in these big cities or like areas around it where there's that much undeveloped land where you can just go build like a massive complex that houses a stadium and a bunch of hotels and retail and a casino. Like it, it seems like that's getting harder and harder too. You got to move out of the city. That's well, my favorite. No, no, because you have to move out of the city and go out to, to the suburbs to get all that space. Right. Yeah. You got to go out to Naperville. Mm-hmm. Not too far. I get it. But even so, though, like a lot of those places in big cities, like the the suburbs are exploding too. I mean, Zito, how far is Naperville closer than Arlington to Chicago? I would say yeah. It's like so Naperville's more just straight west, southwest, and then uh, Arlington's like northwest. Got it. How far uh, is Arlington from Naperville? Um, I would say like. 20, 30 Chicago. minutes. Chicago. There's traffic, but yeah. Five minutes or two hours. Yeah. That's Chicago. That place. Wasn't Elon going to build a no thing? Yeah, he yeah. built the uh, but it, was, uh, it was to the airport, though. There's good business, by the way, by Elon. I'll, I'll build it all. I'll build it all. Yeah, yeah you guys don't have to pay anything. Uh, I get every single dollar, though, forever in mm-hmm. perpetuity that mm-hmm. is spent on any ticket that goes. <laughs> and the mayor's like, absolutely. You Whatever, take care right? of our traffic issues. You do what you got to do. Yeah. And Elon's like, cool, I'm going to buy Twitter. It's going to immediately uh, cut in half, and then it's going to go down even more, another mm-hmm. 17%. It's going to be one-third value, but I know tickets coming out of Chicago out of my little underground lair, just going to make up for that. Even out. How we doing? And then PayPal's there as well. Mm-hmm. And then we got space. Still going to space. Tesla. We got PayPal. And, uh, we just got money everywhere. Yeah, we're okay. And then we're going to do interviews with presidential candidates yep. and piss off the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, retweet stuff. And Dude, and retweet. Twitter space. Mm-hmm. Dude, Elon is a wild anomaly. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Does whatever he wants. Kind of has an outlaw spirit. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Not even kind of. Definitely, Definitely has, has an outlaw, outlaw spirit. spirit. That's why he has 10 kids. Or he's nine kids now, I think, right? Well, we heard there's a little why you would have 10 kids. Instead of any number lower than that. Allegedly, you don't have to pay Uh-oh. child support if you have 10 kids. Mm-hmm. We're all trying to figure out how the Nick Cannon situation works <laughs> and why and how. Allegedly, it was reported on the internet that if you have 10 children, you don't have to pay child support anymore. No way. I was going <laughs> to say, I don't know if I buy that. doesn't make much sense. <laughs> the internet report. But Elon has nine of them? I did not know that was the case. I think. I maybe. I, I don't know one. for sure. He's got a lot. I thought you said XCI for no. He had like three or four with his with his first wife. Yeah, and then he married her again. I think, and I don't know if they had more. And then he has I don't know how many in the last five years. His dad just had a kid. Jeez. Yeah. Well, his Al Pacino dad. just knocked up a gal. What do you mean? And Robert De Niro. De Niro right? did oh, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. What's going on? I have a kid right now, a baby. Uh-huh. What's everybody signing up for it? That eighty-eight. Well, that's Pacino said like. I didn't know I was still capable of this, so you need to prove to me that that is my kid. There's no way. Oh, oh. It turns out. <laughs> is that really what he said? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was blindsided. Oh, pa. Did you know? I I was told 50, 40, 83. He's really, 83. He's really yeah. torn, though. He had to be torn. Like, man, I still got it, though. All right. Okay. Yeah, pretty sweet. Listen, don't really want to do the night hours. Yeah. Right? right. But also, still kind of got my fastball. Yeah. You know Pumped about I mean? it. Joining us now is a man who uh, – had his fastball, 
And they lost it at SummerSlam in Nashville, Tennessee. Goddamn right. right. This guy's a WWE superstar. Former NFL superstar. He's down like 70 pounds from those days. He looks great. Mm -hmm. And last week, he just showed his face on NXT and just ruined somebody's day. Mm -hmm. Seems like he loves doing that, except for whenever he's at Big Slick in Kansas City, which raised $3.5 million to, I believe, Mercy's Children's Hospital in Kansas City, where every human that is associated with Kansas City attended, this man being one of them, WWE superstar Baron Corbin. Hello, hello, hello. How are you, man? Hey, just real quick. Aside from the Tennessee topic uh, where I lost, I mean, you you look like you've stopped working out in that sleeveless shirt, but you were bigger. Stronger, better, faster there. Uh, you didn't have to bring it up, though. Yeah, right. Right now, I'm properly jogged right now, dude. <laughs> I am. You know it. I know it. I, I'm getting I'm getting after it, pal. I've been getting after it. You have, a great, you have a great editing AI team. Well, which is on the horizon. It is. I think we should, all, we should all kind of look Damn into that. Going to make my teeth whiter immediately upon coming on camera here. Thank you for joining us. And uh, Can they give me hair? Can it, they give me hair? All right, so let's dive into it. When are you growing that shit back that you had at the beginning yeah. of your double? Why? Come Father, on. Father Time got me, dude. Nah, like, you still got the Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You can still do the Hulk Hogan. <laughs> it's not a good look. It's not a good look for me. Well, are we trying to look good or are we trying to Come on. look sweet? Are we trying to yeah, are we trying to be too sweet? Are we trying to look good? What are we what are we trying to do? All right, let's dive in. You're a good human. You're doing great cooking stuff. Uh and also completely defeated to me in wrestling. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Uh <laughs> this weekend, big slick in Kansas City. It seems like it's the greatest charity event of all time. How many years have you been going and how did you get involved? So this is my second year in a row. Uh, I was supposed to start the year that COVID hit, so it got canceled. Uh, but so I'm two years in now, and couldn't even raise um, money for I, kids' hospitals. Yeah. Man, yes, Children's Mercy Hospital is absolutely amazing. Um, Eric Stone Street from Modern Family. Uh, him and I became friends, yes. and uh, he invited me to play since I'm from Kansas City, and that's where the cause is. Children's Mercy Hospital is based in Kansas City. Um, you know, you got Paul Rudd, Jason Sudeikis. Rob Riggle, uh, David Kirshner, and, and Heidi Gardner from Saturday Night Live. They're all from Kansas City. They grabbed grab co-hosts from movies, from uh, music, all of those things, and bring them all to oh. Kansas City, and we spend three days raising money. Yeah, well, it's awesome. It is three straight days. It's better than your service currently, but you do look very cool in that car. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic also there. No, show him no love. Mm, yeah, show Weird Al Yankovic no love. I, I didn't know he was still alive. I saw him in one of your stories. I'm like, yeah, holy, holy shit. That's Weird Al Yankovic. But everybody seemingly has a tie to Kansas City. Eric Stone Street got gunned out by Patrick Mahomes behind his back. Were you there for I that? Know, Sports Center. Is that the greatest play in the history Center. of the big slick uh, softball game? Without a doubt. Boom. Nice. Without a doubt, because, you know, a few people just fell down and run into first base. <laughs> so when you have an athlete like Mahomes out there, it's uh, – and it, it seemed like the other – the blue team was stacked. If you saw me at home plate trying to tag him out, I could have got him. Didn't want to risk injury. Hold on, though. Like, he, does he do that every single time a ball's near him? Because there's a lot of chance for Mahomes to miss that. Oh, big yeah. time. And look bad. How, mm-hmm. There's a lot of people in that stadium. How many people in that stadium? Quite a few. A lot. Because we're playing right before the Royals take the field. Oh, oh, shit. oh, smart. Holy shit. What an event over there. Go ahead, AJ. What what makes Kansas City so special? I know I've been there a few times and I love it, but all those, you named all those actors and everybody, is it just because the Chiefs are so good right now that we see everybody from Kansas City? Or is obviously there's a lot more. You guys have a lot of pride. 
I mean, I just think the the guys who started it, you know, Paul Rudd, one of the biggest, you know, stars right now in the world, and Jason Sudeikis with his show and all of those things, uh, they bring a lot of eyes to anything they do. They've been doing this since 2010. It started as a poker tournament. Um, this year, we've raised total over $21 million. The 100% goes to Children's Mercy Hospital for pediatric cancer, pediatric care, and all of these things. And it's just become... Uh, such an event that I think it's getting national eyes now. Hell yeah. And you uh, put a little camera on what seemingly was a basement between two of the biggest stars on the world, Ted Lasso and uh, <laughs> Will. Getting after it here in the shallow. Uh, is this what the whole weekend's like? Just fucked up singing uh, songs together? Hell yeah. It is. It is. I mean, everybody that comes in as a part of this is unbelievably cool from top to bottom. Uh, and there, there's guys that have been coming back for for every single oh, year which is crazy because like weird al was what in the, the first one um everybody is just so fun and they have no ego it, it's just a great thing and then you get you know a little tequila whiskey going and an after party and uh what? you got some real real talent out there in karaoke what were those sunglasses you were wearing what was that all about i saw you wearing sunglasses uh it's the kansas city local company they they gave us all a pair of sunglasses and i actually loved them you look I wear super, them everywhere now hey you look super cool I try. I got to keep up with you, you know? Well, I don't know if you're going to be able to see with what I got going on. But, uh, <laughs> I like you just wear jean shorts, a black tank top, and a chain. Damn. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> good idea. Looks like you got to figure it out. How big are you? You're a tall dude. Big guy. I'm 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, on a good day. So I beat a 6'7", guy. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? No big deal. We don't have to keep bringing that up. Well, I do, because honestly, you're an impressive individual. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? NFL guy. Yeah, yeah. WWE superstar Never. for a long time. How long you been? How long you been WWE now? Uh, July will be eleven years. Holy! Hey! Eleven wow. years. Come on! Damn. Come on! Football Tom, they used to say. Football yes, Tom. That was my name walking in the door. And now you're fucking Baron Corbin. What are you going down to NXT for? Ruining that kid's life? What, what, that guy was just chilling, having a good time. You come out of nowhere. How'd you even get in there? Where was security? You know, well. I'm a free agent now, so technically I can go to any show I want. And I just, you know, the kid's a new champ. I really wanted to welcome him properly. Smart. All right. Well, don't be rude to this guy. He's got a promise yeah. in future. Yeah. That's what I'm good at doing, though. You are. You love it, huh? You enjoy the hell out of your I W. Do. Yeah. I do. Supposed I love irritating people to no end. Supposed to do it, you think? Put on his earth to do it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. If I've got 11 years out of it, most definitely. Nah, nah. There's people that stick around things that they're miserable at mm -hmm. they hate at absolutely. you know what i mean seems like you genuinely enjoy it still oh absolutely i love it i love the hardest parts just leaving home leaving the babies uh leaving the family but then once you get into those arenas it makes it all worth it how about you cooking what you you started some shit who's killing them? oh yeah yeah some chef some viral tiktok chef reaction chef yeah, that guy's awesome now so he's i, I think hit him with a hit him with a frying pan you better watch it though. It feels like Chef Reaction mm -hmm. caught fastball. Yeah. Feels like he's got a little. He doesn't he, like you. Why don't he like you? He had some heat. I don't know. I think he's just probably angry. I'm a better chef than he is, and that's his. Ooh, look out! Sorry, about it. Never fun. It's like I'm still bitter at you. This is my career. You came in. You beat me. I'm still angry. Uh, I feel like that's him. And he's like, hey man, this guy's not really a chef, but he can outcook me, so I'm angry. Yeah, but how much fun is it? to be like in my position with you and in your position with him. It's a good time. It's a blast. We're living a high life right now, right? Right. Crossover is amazing. Yeah, you're the best. All right. Have a good one. Enjoy your day. Thank you for raising money for the kids. I will. Next, we got to get you out to, to join in. To what? 
to the Big Slick. I'm not big enough name for Big Slick. I'm from Pittsburgh, you Indianapolis. Know. Three days to it. I'm sure you can you can you can bring an amazing prize with you for the silent, for the auction, the live auction. He'd get thrown up. It's real Pittsburgh. wild in there watching people compete. Paul Rudd auctioned off two tickets to walk the red carpet with him for the new Ghostbusters movie. Oh, how much you go? Went for fit. Went for fifty-five grand. Then he doubled it. Somebody else paid fifty-five grand. Then he tripled it, and it went again. So he raised one hundred sixty-five thousand dollars like nothing. Wow! And he's walking with six people with the Ghostbusters yeah. he's never met before. Yeah. Hell yeah! I mean, I think they're I think they're cooking grilled cheeses after the the party. So who knows? Well, that could be you or Chef Reaction. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 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 You could do dinner with AJ Hawk for two hundred grand. Oh my God! For yeah. sure, that's yep. a monster alone. Yes. Yeah, one on one, one on one, private room at yeah. AJ's house. Nobody else there. Nope. Just in that attic, man. Yeah. yeah, just them two. He's not bed. gonna wear a shirt. Yeah, not shirtless. Shirt, yeah, so. in his bedroom. <laughs> do you want to help the kids or not, Kansas City? Yeah, yeah. fair question. Yeah, I do. I want to help the kids. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, WWE WWE superstar Baron Corbin. Yeah, Corbin. Uh, so we have uh, just been told that we have Big Perk at 150. Oh. Uh, he got into it a little bit with J.J. Reddick this morning. He yes, did. he did. You remember, they did get into it over uh, race. Yep, that's right. A couple it's- weeks back. You remember that, A.J.? Yeah, I didn't see what happened this morning, but I definitely remember what happened uh, two, three weeks ago. Yeah, two, three. I think that's still kind of lingering. I think it's kind of yeah. lingering yeah. in there. This morning he had some tired eyes, and they were saying, hey, Big Perk, if you're going to fall asleep on here, just don't come on. Who said that? I believe that's what the conversation was. This yeah, morning, JJ right? had a solo shot, and then Big Perk didn't like what he was saying, so he was kind of huffing and puffing, and JJ stopped and said, hey, you got sleep apnea, uh, Big Perk? Yeah. And then Stephen A came in and was like, hey, this is disrespectful, and then they both double-teamed on Big Perk, and then he had to defend himself. Yeah. Wow. It was I awesome. Was Perk. Full blown. Jeez Louise. Perk loved it. Perk had to love it. You know, he loves that. Yeah, that's TV. You know, yeah, we're yeah. just doing the sports media. Going to talk to Perk, though, about, like, because for three quarters of that game last night, I'm thinking to myself, this Joker guy, What? why have we not? Uh-huh. I I am pissed that I have not known mm-hmm. of this guy's greatness. Yeah, should yep. be facing and then as soon as I say that, obviously, he was a one MVP twice. It's like, I didn't look into it more than that, though. Okay? Shove that guy on television mm-hmm. so I have to see him. Please, for the love of everything athleticism, put this dude on TV so I have to watch him and have no other opportunity. Now, that's what the playoffs are for, so he's going to have to earn it, Mm -hmm. and he has earned it. But all those West Coast time slots at night for the NBA, Mm -hmm. for a lot of us, nowhere near Denver Nuggets games. They're third, fourth in the line, Mm -hmm. especially with what the Phoenix Suns have done now. So you're talking about Lakers obviously going to be number one because the Lakers are the Lakers and they got LeBron James. Mm -hmm. Then you got Golden State up there with Steph Curry. He's Steph Curry. They're Golden State. They've won. They're going to be there. Now you're talking about the Phoenix Suns and then the Clippers. Also, another L.A. team who have stars. So when you talk about the West Coast getting uh, TV time, the Joker is fifth in line somehow. Yeah. Getting to watch him has been a treat. He's unbelievable. He's been an absolute joy because he's looking to pass all the time. And then if they give him a shot, he's like, well, fuck, I guess. And then he doesn't even hit the rim. His touch around the hoop is He was was sprinting as fast as he could last. I think it was first or second quarter, as fast as he could. And he just kind of floated it up. Near the rim, just as soft as he could, just perfectly. Yeah, and he feels like he's getting hit in the face at all times, mm-hmm. and then somehow he's yep. banking at home. He's still finishing. He's phenomenal. They, a lot of, I, I said Joker's must-watch television, and a lot of people say he's flopping all over the place. 
Yeah, people he's flopping all over the place. It's Everybody like, is. Guy's six foot eleven though. Like flopping hurts. Like he fell last night. Big man falls hard. He slid. It was like the most athletic fall of all time. We haven't even started chatting about how his big ass should not be that healthy and that comfortable with how fast he's running. The the behind the back. Mm-hmm. How you doing, little hezzy mm-hmm. he hit on in the middle of the paint while putting a shot up. It's like you're too big. Like not just tall. You were too grand. Yes. Of a, he's got a fat ass. I mean, we're talking oh, yeah. like uh-huh. he's a thick, heavy. Wide. He's a heavy 6'11", and he's moving all over the place. He's awesome to watch. And Miami Heat said, we don't care. We're going to fucking steal this game uh-huh. in Denver and kind of make us the talking point, which I respect. But I want to know from Perk, from the NBA world, how come I haven't seen this big fucking Serbian on TV enough to know that he is must-watch television until this playoffs run? Yeah, it's ridiculous, especially because he has one of those two MVPs, and I guess those other teams you named, they might be you know bigger markets, but he's so entertaining. It's almost like, hey, this, this might get people to watch more basketball. But the conversation you just mentioned about him flopping all over and how the refs you know, are calling the game one side, that just has to stop. It does. Not only is it like, hey, sometimes it happens to both teams, but me and you, when we went to see the Clippers and the Suns, you don't really pick up how physical the game is on TV. And so you might think Joker's just flopping around, flailing all over the place, but they're like bodying each other beneath the net and up and down the court. We got to see that. Yes, and like you, it doesn't transfer to the TV the way it does when you're in person. Big really bodies doesn't. hitting each other. Yeah, Always going to be a collision. You know, big bodies. We all saw LeBron Yeah, with his broken foot. Bingo. From the middle of the court. The guy's drink front row. That's yes. right. To towel, trying to wave in face earlier to intimidate. Yep. Now, go ahead and, go ahead and wipe yourself off. Mm-hmm. What a time basketball is. They're in the middle of a good time right now. I feel like these teams, the Heat and the Nuggets, are good for the NBA. And I, I feel like the Heat probably heard a lot of the like overreaction after game one, you know, in uh-huh. terms of like, oh, this is fucking over. You know, Joker's just going to steamroll these guys. They're going to get swept. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you got a team that's already got this big of a chip on their shoulder. You know, I'm sure that stuff probably made its way back to the locker room. And, you know, Coach Spo, he's got the boys, you know, firing on all cylinders. I absolutely love what the NBA is doing. Thank you for it. It's fantastic. Because that was a blowout, and then it ends up as a three-point game. The first game – was a blowout that ends up at 11 or whatever. Yeah. Yep. There was a time last night where I was thinking, like, Miami Heat are about to beat the Denver Nuggets by 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Den- like, they would cover that nine-point spread that everybody was thinking was so big, so disrespectful, and then all of a sudden Jamal Murray just starts knocking down threes. Yeah. yeah. And everything changes like that. Shout out to the NBA. And, and I, shout out to Perk joining us in about 10 minutes. I don't know what the interactions be, Ben, but I, th- I- I think Van, I thought I personally think Van Gundy's been very very funny this uh, this series. Yeah, he seems to not really have time for the shits. He does no. He does not have like time if for there the was shits. a loose ball in the game one and everyone was giving him credit for the guy for diving on the ball and Van, Van Gundy comes in and goes or he could have just picked it up and laid it in because that was an option too. Let's but. go to uh, the five hour energy phone lines. Yeah, I think the I seen there was some conversation about the coverage. Yeah, a little bit about the coverage. Nope. Well, anytime you're splitting ESPN and TNT. Yeah naturally going to be a, hey, hey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're talking about one show that has all of the Correct. Yeah, they're pre- Emmys. Their pregame show is unbelievable. All of them. They have all the Emmys. And then I think Breen and um, for the broadcast call, they are the ones that win Correct. that Emmy. Yeah, yeah. Breen is. He's awesome. Yeah, he's yeah. top notch. Yeah, love Breen. He, he looks super cool, too. Mm-hmm. They did an on-court shot to start the entire game yesterday. He had sweet glasses on, this good suit. Yeah. Flawlessly open intro right to Mark Jackson. Mm-hmm. Not not a flub. 
Not one no, single no flub. flub. And it was loud. He couldn't hear himself talking. I know he couldn't hear himself in there because it was literally as they were like introducing people. So the crowd, which has been phenomenal over there, Crushing it. very loud. So he can't hear himself speak, has no clue where he's going, sends it to Mark, no flub at all. It's like, that's a champion right that's there. Right. Pros, pro. That's a good champion on a microphone. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the Five Energy phone line. Let's go to Colin in Wisconsin. Colin, what's going on? That's an air quality thing. Yeah. It's nice. nice. Yeah, it's breezy out there. This guy's actually flying a plane right now. Open wing. <laughs> yep. Boys. <laughs> Colin, what's going on, dude? Good. How are we doing? Keep it moving, Keep Colin. Moving. Hell yeah. Not too fast, though. Let's keep the plane afloat. Yeah, no, I, uh, I just drove fast. My guy I'm working with, my phone connected to his truck, so he probably uh, heard oh. you guys talking. <laughs> That's awesome news. Nice. Now, I don't want to dive too deep into there, but oh. with Shakira's jam on my mind, oh, imagine man. a car pulls up, oh, a lady's no. car. This guy's phone connects to that car over there. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Nightmare. Why is your phone connecting to that? We're yeah. talking about the car. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be incredible. Okay, so I'm happy to hear that that phone heard us talk. Mm-hmm. Shout out to that truck and also yours. What do you want to talk about, brother? Hey, it's so... Uh kind of a question for all you guys but mainly for ty just wondering if you guys are ready for the green bay Packers to be super bowl champions just uh seeing how they were up in my neck of the woods last week uh boozing with the boys on green bay um i'm thinking that we're finding out that jordan love is about to be an absolute no. i agree colin i actually asked ty this question earlier like what are your realistic expectations at this point for the packers everything i'm seeing come out of there i'm a fucking massive fan of old jordan love yeah i said i think they're gonna win the division yeah, I, I really think, do. I mean, Sorry, Colin. I thought I hung up on you before that. Doesn't need any more. Yeah. Appreciated your call mm-hmm. and everything you said. But I think Jordan's doing everything that I would want him to do if I was a fan of a team and he was trying to fill in the footsteps. Seems like he's having a great time with the boys. Yep. Mm-hmm. Locker room loves him. Seemingly, there's a lot of, Romeo Dobbs came out and said, now Romeo was just a rookie, so I don't think he knows what he doesn't know yet as an adult. But he came out and went to bat. Aaron Jones has come out and went to bat. Jordan, seemingly, every video we're seeing is making every single play. The way he's handling himself in press conferences is great. Gunther Kuntz's entire legacy here is li- uh, relying upon this, and I think he's going to do great. When I think you look at like their weapons, you get another year with Chris Christian Watson and Dobbs, like both those guys are burners. Like they have deep play threats, and then their backfield should be very, very good with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. And their defense can't possibly be as bad as it was last year. Like that was the reason people were saying, "Hey, the Packers are like a Super Bowl favorite going into the year because they've shored up the defense so much." We already know what the offense with Rodgers can do. Like they should be able to bounce back. You'd think. I I really have gone from like. Oh, uh, you know, this team's going to be a five or six win team just over the course of your right. I mean, it, as silly as like seeing Jordan Love throwing OTAs to like, oh shit, you know, and everyone's saying they're going to suck. They're going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. I really do think they might win the division. AJ, what was that I seen on the internet? Bakhtiari said they're in a rebuild year. Did you see that? Yeah, he was. I don't think he like was trying to say it as like, hey, this is a bad thing. What are you saying? This is reality. This is where we are. We don't really know what we're gonna be, but let's go out and try to figure it out. What? Yeah, because I guess you never know how quick you can build. True. You know. Yeah. This might take only a couple weeks. Might. Yeah. You but build it's not like things. a normal a normal rebuild. Like you break the whole roster down, right? Like a lot of yeah. you, you lose a ton of different people. This one, obviously, you lose the big guy, your quarterback. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's like everybody else. Hey, we don't know. Let's see. We, But they could absolutely use this as motivation. Like, hey, nobody gives us a chance. Everyone wrote us off once Aaron was out of here. Let's try to figure something out. We would like to let him know that although we were right in the middle of the entire conversation, obviously, mm-hmm. and we were very lucky to hear Aaron's side of the entire 
breakup, we'll say, after 18 years, 17 years, however mm -hmm. many years it's been. We have hoped that Jordan Love is a good player. The whole time. Yeah. Genuinely. Yeah, from day one. What a shitty situation that dude was dropped into. Terrible. terrible. Just a terrible situation. Night you get drafted, dream come true. How you doing? Next day. <laughs> Hasn't even got to enjoy it. No. no. You know what I mean? Hasn't even got to enjoy like being drafted in the first round quarterback of an NFL team. Hasn't, hasn't even had, all he's had to do is just kind of work, hopefully get better, and handle himself with grace and class. Oh, for sure. Through it all. Because if not, not only did he kind of break up Aaron and the Packers and NFC Championship, NFC Championship, and then now where they're at, but also, like, he could be hated yeah. by a lot of, and it's not. I don't think it's like that at all with anybody. I'm, I don't know how many people could handle this way, handle it the way that Jordan Love has handled it. And then on top of it, like, not that, you know, like, I mean, obviously being on a good team and everything is a dream, but you get drafted thinking, like, you're going to get an opportunity at some point, and then you see the guy win MVPs in back-to-back -back years, and it's like, I, I have a feeling it'd be tough to just be like, oh, I'm, I'm never going to get an opportunity here. Like, my opportunity is just never going to come. They drafted me thinking this guy fell off. He clearly hasn't. He's won two MVPs in a row. Like, it, you could see how, like, your mind would almost wander to the point where it's like, well, fuck it. Like, am I even ever going to get a chance to show what I can do? Well, and half the time when something bad would happen, his, he would be trending. Like, Jordan Love would be trending if something were to go wrong with the Packers, and he hadn't even done anything. But okay, guy hasn't been able to have a Twitter. Hasn't been able right. to yeah go on social <laughs> yeah. media like the entire thing, and not to mention the the first couple clips that came out of Jordan Love. It was like Will Levis esque, where everyone's just like, oh, oh okay, oh, this guy's oh, gonna oh. suck forever. Unlike no, but it Richardson. is like, hey, just real quick, uh, yeah, very much unlike he's yeah. barred down exactly. <laughs> and you know, I put out a video of Anthony Richardson uh, explosive dunks. Yeah, oh, yeah, throwing down. I, I'm talking. Hey, that's a that's a very aggressive dunk. Yeah, that's Jom. You have to be so athletic to be able to accomplish this. And obviously, he was six foot four, and he was faster than any quarterback in the history of the combine. Jumped higher than any quarterback in. The, I mean, you just saw it right yeah, there. Double close. You saw right, yeah, yeah, I mean, six foot four. That guy, dude, thick man, big body. Doing all that stuff. I, that video came across my timeline, and I didn't edit it. Somebody did. I wish I could give them credit. I, E3 something. I appreciate them doing that. Because literally as I'm watching it, it was like, yeah, this guy's our fucking quarterback. Just such a difference than Matt Ryan being our quarterback or Carson Wentz being our quarterback mm -hmm. or Phillip Rivers being our quarterback. And then you start thinking, I saw a bunch of people tweeting, pull up his highlights from Florida. You can't. You can't. Doesn't have any highlights. Yeah. Yeah, and then somebody put like a bunch of his lowlights together, and it was him making poor decisions, throwing picks, missing people. And they're like, this is the sport that you need to be showing a video from, not from basketball. But then I start thinking, like, Steichen's offense, like that basketball video matters. Yeah. Like, in Steichen's offense, where the quarterback has to be an elite-level athlete for it to really go with what he was able to do with Jalen Hurts. And then that Bardownski video, like those are the throws he's going to have to be able to make. Yeah. He's going to have to be able to put it on somebody that's dragging across the field or potentially going. He's going to have to be on the run when he does it. And when he does, there should be massive seams. It's like, I think everything that he is and everything that he's shown is perfect for the situation we're in. And it's the first time we felt like this in Indianapolis for some time. So I'm fucking jocked up, AJ, about Anthony Richardson, and I'm happy he's not the Will Levis or the Jordan Love of it all. He is seemingly the guy that's like, yeah, he might be perfect for this situation that he's in. Also, you guys would know better than any of us, but, like, coaching matters in the NFL. Like, you get these guys with just, like, a bunch of raw talent. Like, it's not like they're just expected to, like, hey, go and just get better on your own, you know? Like, that... 
coaching actually matters. Like, pull up uh, Jalen Hurts clips from not last year, the two years ago, like when people were basically right. saying going into the year, like, hey, if this guy doesn't improve as a passer, like they're going to get rid of his ass. And, I mean, it, and guess what? He, he signed a two hundred and fifty-five million dollars mm-hmm. extension. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, did do that. I saw that this weekend. They they ran that on the bottom. I was watching Sports Center, and you know, I've been trying to watch more ESPN mm-hmm. through sure. the entire. Like, basically all hours. I'm trying to watch it. Just trying to see everything, you know, things that they could potentially help us with. Mm -hmm. Things that, you know, how do we go in there? And one of the conversations about quarterbacks that popped up there is like Jalen Hurts signed $255 million extension. I'm like, that is so big for a guy that one year ago was like, is he? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Got ran out of can't throw, can't throw deep ball. Doesn't throw a good deep ball. They were yeah, they legit were saying, "Hey, we're going to draft somebody in the first round." No, it said. This guy I don't do know it. if it was true, but it said they tried to trade for Russell Wilson before mm-hmm. he yeah. went to Uh-oh. the Broncos, and, and like it no. had been agreed to. And Russell Wilson basically Ooh. said, "I'm not going to play in Philadelphia." So to all the people that are tweeting me about how that basketball video doesn't matter, it does. Yeah. Yeah. It does with Shane Steichen as the OC, and I think Steichen might be a dog too. Absolutely. So. After coming in here, I think so. I think he's a guy that will, you know, I don't want to say. Command respect, but I think he will be respected by the team, especially after everything that's happened, because some of the shit that was happening behind the scenes, allegedly at the Colts building, mm-hmm. maybe wasn't the best championship method sure. of doing things. Uh-huh. You know, missing treatments, late to things, uh-huh. late to meetings. You know, I'll put an allegedly. Those are all rumors that, that leaked out? Yeah, things of that nature. Allegedly. I mean, we weren't told. Nobody from inside the building would tell us. Ah, people inside the building, but nobody from, like, Football ops yeah. would tell us that. It was basically just kind of leaking out through every other asset of the thing. Like, hey, talk to I would talk to a former teammate of mine. I'd be like, hey, what are your thoughts on Colts? And they'd be like, well, we heard that, boom, this was all happening. And like when Jeff went in there, it was like, hey, Jeff was told basically by like Jim, like, hey, we need to put this in. We need this back in there. We need this type of stuff back in there. So I don't think Jeff like made a lot of friends when he went back in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a little bit of accountability, you know what I mean? Like, hey, we need to kind of get this whole thing done. So I would assume Jim Mercy's mind, if Jeff was able to like redirect what was going on football-wise, he would consider the Jeff Saturday experience a success, yeah. mm-hmm. even though there wasn't a lot of wins. And it ended up with us being the fourth overall pick. But it's just like what I had heard from people. Nobody told us directly, so I have to clarify that. But from people that with knowledge of the situation told me that there was some shit happening that wasn't like, you know, we're trying to win the this best. thing. It was like, hey, we're trying to get by almost. Like Stuff just, that, yeah, they're, trying, they're not thriving. They're trying to survive. Yeah, think teams that make deep runs in the playoffs, you usually don't hear those kind of rumors about them. Just those little things that seem like throwaway, okay, whatever, one guy's late here, there, whatever. Like, that doesn't happen with championship teams. How about when Schultz came on here? It was a big deal. It was a big deal. And we had to get it corrected and we got texts from the oh, team yeah. and from everybody else. Immediately, Schultz came on and was like, Zach Wilson's late to team meetings. He's doing other stuff. And I think Schultz thought that was like a throwaway comment. As soon as he said that, I said, you, ho, 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 news. Quarterbacks are late to team meetings. He's like, yeah, he's late to team meetings. He's doing this whole thing. And it was like almost just like a throwaway comment that caused wow. a massive scene for Huge. anybody that knows football. It's like quarterback can't be late to meetings. Like that. that I've never seen it. Ever. Can't happen. So then we get a call from the Jets. We get a call from media people. The local media people are like, you think 
it would slip by all 150 of us yeah. that are covering the Jets every single fucking day that the quarterback so. is late to me. You don't think we wanted to know yeah. if the quarterback was late? I'm like, valid, valid, yeah. valid, valid. Why have we not heard about that? And then Jets are like, just would like to clarify that nothing that was said about Zach Wilson being late to meetings was accurate. <laughs> and if it was, we would certainly not be telling you that it wasn't. Like, we are very transparent we have to be with our media thing like that is not true so we had to get that corrected but those little things are massive ordeals that are kind of a depiction on how your entire organization is so i think steichen is walking into a place where there might be a refocused veteran group kind of a realigned veteran group and also a bunch of young guys that are seemingly all on the same page and gonna have very vital roles it could be a fun little mix but the afc is so loaded right mm-hmm. now, it's going to be tough to make it anywhere. But at least like hearing stuff, especially about Anthony Richardson now, it's it's all good things. Like you're really not hearing any of those negative things like we were just mentioning. And when you look at like the well, go back to last year and what you know his situation was at Florida. It's like well, when Josh Allen was a rookie, you could go back to Wyoming before he played, and it's like okay, well he wasn't playing against anybody. But then three years later, because of the system he was in, and because of you know the Beals and Brandon Bean and Hell McDermott yeah. kind of building them up, it's basically the exact same thing that's happening in Indy now with Steichen and uh, Chris Bauer. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, joining us now from a different association is a ESPN pundit that we all enjoy the hell out of. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. He will give a incredibly insightful take and then at the end say, carry on, mm-hmm. which has become one of my favorite things to almost tweet every single time somebody tweets something <laughs> that is completely wrong. I want to answer it and then at the end say, Carry on, but don't want to steal this dude's thing. Former first-round draft pick of the NBA. Obviously, NBA legend. Ladies and gentlemen, Big Perk, Kendrick Perk. Perk, what up, man? Man, I've been waiting on this damn invite. (laughs) I've been waiting on this damn invite. I've been waiting to get on here. Look, I know I'm not dressed properly. You know what I'm saying? Don't judge. Don't judge, but... I should have thrown on my white beater or my muscle feet, you know what I'm saying? And dressed accordingly. But it's all good, man. I'm happy to I'm happy to be here. And look, congratulations. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, we're pumped. Yeah. We're lucky. We're excited. You look good. Don't you worry about how you dress. You look clean. Hey, yeah. Perk, you look good. Oh, you look good, Perk. We're sorry we didn't dress like you. Now, let's dive into some basketball talk as we're taking up more of your life here. And we appreciate you signing on to do this late after the show had started already. Perk, I want to know why. And I assume you have similar questions. But why did I, as basketball casual, not be forced to watch the Joker play basketball? I'm watching him through this playoff series he is must watch television and last night for three quarters I'm thinking to myself like I need this Joker guy every night and then Miami does what Miami do in the fourth quarter and come come back and win that thing but this Joker guy why isn't he on TV every single night and should he be Perk absolutely should be he he is one the best player in the league He's the most skilled center to ever touch the damn basketball let me say that okay when Every time he shoot, I think it's going in. I don't I don't care the level of difficulty, 47% from the three-point line. But we are to blame. And that's us as the media, us at the network, ESPN, because we should do a better job of promoting and marketing him. And he should be on television. Because if you want to show someone how to play basketball the correct way, you got to show him, you got to show them Jokic. When you're talking about IQ, when you're talking about straight skill, 
Jokic is the guy that you're supposed to be watching. We shouldn't have to be waiting to the NBA finals to be able to appreciate Jokic. Like, we got to do a better job, including myself, of actually marketing him. Like, let's talk about the Lakers and LeBron James and Jason Tatum and more talk about Jokic. Well, Perk, Perk, the reason why you won't is because he's white. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> that AJ. yeah that's <laughs> AJ, AJ, your question. Perk, <laughs> yeah, your question. If you're the Heat, how do you stop that team? And what do you make of all these comments and Spolster getting asked about, hey, if he gets his, he gets 40-plus, you can win the game. Like, what do you think of all this controversy kind of going on? Well, you know, if, if I'm the Heat, you got to come to some type of conclusion that it's no stopping Jokic, right? You only try to make things difficult on them. And the way that you stop Jokic offensively, is that you try to at least drain him on the other end and involve him in, in as much action as possible. That's the only way you can stop Jokic. I don't think the Heat game plan or blueprint is to shut down others. Or, or Let me say this. I don't think the Heat game plan is to say, oh, we want to limit Jokic assists. I think their game plan is, is that we got to play others harder. That's why we saw Jimmy Butler last night Gordon uh, Murray, because Spo was like, look, I need you to be a dog. We'll figure out everything else offensively, but I need you to take ownership, and I'm going to put this on you, this responsibility for you to lock up Murray. And I just thought that he did a great job of taking away the back cuts and communicating things, and Eric Spolster coached his ass off. Man, he he threw hey, zones did we know out. That? Hey, did we know that about Spolstra for this entire time that he's like one of the greatest? Because bat- they're like every time he's talking about it, it's like future Hall of Famer Eric Spolstra, big time brand. Has he always been like this, or has this kind of been he's coming to his own? Well, it's it's two things. One, I'm disappointed that he never won Coach of the Year. Like that's disturbing. It makes my damn skin crawl. Two, every single time it's a coach that has coached LeBron James. He got to continue to prove himself year after year for some damn reason. He was a great coach when he had LeBron. He held LeBron accountable. Do you remember? Do, I don't know if y'all heard the story about when Braun first got to Miami, he wasn't a big fan of Eric Sposher. And Eric Sposher called him into his office, man, just him and Braun. And he said, you got a problem with me? And he said, well, give him a call. And he pointed up there to his board and he had Pat Riley number up there on the board because this is how I'm going to run this team and I'm not going nowhere. And when you have that type of coach with the support of the organization, then damn it, you could impose your will. But I don't, you you know, like Eric Spolster, man, when it comes down to him X's and O's and putting guys in position to be successful, just think about this for a second. Four undrafted guys are in his rotation right now and they're in the NBA Finals. Four that are playing crucial minutes for him. That speaks volumes. Yeah, I think so. And that also speaks volumes to, I think, something that we miss as the casual fan, where we follow the superstars everywhere. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler isn't a superstar. And Bam out of Bayou, who I've seen on DJ Khaled Snapchats and mm-hmm. has a sick house. I do believe oh, yeah. I have seen it through DJ Khaled's. But the superstars, I mean, we we tend to like 
track them, all right? Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, yeah. they're going to win, obviously. They blow that entire thing up. Okay, Kevin Durant is with Devin Booker. I'm a big Kevin Durant fan. It's like, all right, they're going to win. LeBron James and AD, okay, they're going to win. Obviously, Golden mm-hmm. State has what they're going on. They're going to win. And now we're kind of watching. You said four undrafted guys on the Heat. feels like for the Nuggets, I don't know a lot of the dudes that are playing on that team. The roster depth truly fucking matters. Is that going to be something you think the teams are going to think about going forward? And how would you construct a team if you had to win right now? Oh, I could use the F word on here for once. Fuck yeah. yeah. It's gonna, yeah. For let me take, a couple thank months. You. I, just, just one time. I think I'm allowed to use it one time. Okay. But yeah. You yeah, it's yeah. Gonna yeah, it's going to matter. Let me, t- let me tell you why. If organizations right now are not watching the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets and how they did things, getting it out the mud, drafting guys, building guys, putting guys around them, not superstars, but guys to complement their stars. So when I look at the Miami Heat and I look at how they do it, look at their assistant coaches on their bench. You have Quinn, Ron Butler, old school McAdoo, Malik Allen. All of those guys wore Heat jersey. All of those guys played in the Pat Riley system. So now you have that middle ground where they can relate to those players and hold them accountable, including Jimmy Butler. Okay, you look at uh, Denver. Jokic, second-round pick, right? They The development process. All of a sudden, you take a guy like Bruce Brown, you sign him this offseason to a steal of a deal, and he looked like a completely different player in that system than when he looked playing alongside Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. It matters, and I think teams around the league need to say, let me reevaluate what we're doing. Let me get the right coaches in here. Let me get some player development in here. Let me get some culture in here. This is what these two teams are making the, need, the league, hold, how they holding the league accountable. Like, let's do things from the ground up. No shortcuts. Yeah, and also in Miami, you got to remember, Udonis Haslam was going to beat up Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah. He, he's, still, yeah. he's not even a coach. He's still on a team. He needs to get meaningful minutes at some point. <laughs> I need to see Haslam it. out there. Wednesday. I need I need him out there. Make it happen. You know what I mean? Go ahead, Perk. But, Pat, I don't know if he got a jersey under that hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> last, last, I don't think he's even wearing a jersey. Hey, he does whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. Seems like he is a well, very vital piece mm-hmm. of that entire culture, mm-hmm. to your point. Last question here from Connor Perk. Yeah, Perk, sticking with the heat, has there ever been a turn? around on a team like this before obviously they were in the playing game but even just going back to the regular season they were bottom five in most offense categories but yet now here they are in the finals was this team playing this well or is this almost like a spo and playoff jimmy combination where they just take it to another level and carry the team all the way to where they are now well i think they just had a plan in place from the beginning of the season because remember we didn't see a lot of Kyle Lowry in the uh, rotation in the regular season. You know, they was making sure because he got so many miles on his body, they were making sure he was healthy. I think it was a plan. They stuck to the plan. They knew what they wanted to accomplish. And to be honest, you got to tip your hat to them because they didn't give a damn about finishing one, two, three, four, five, or six, right? They just said give them opportunity to get in. And once they got in, they like, okay, we're going to have to win on the road at some point. And so they saying, let's take it on the road. But it's just it's just part of that culture, man. And a lot of people, we we laugh about Udonis Hassan. 
And a lot of people, Dumb. you know, out there, the young young people, oh, he averaged 2,500 claps a game. Do you know what he means to that damn organization? Do you know what he means to Eric Spolster? He means everything. That's why when they won the Eastern Conference uh, Finals, they went and handed him and gave him the trophy. Not because he needed it. Hell, he got three NBA championships. It's because the value that he has in that locker room. And vets matter. That's why, not to bring it up, but I'm going to bring it up. That's why you look at the Memphis Grizzlies. If they had a true veteran in that locker room, a lot of that nonsense that's going on wouldn't be going on, whether it's Ja or Dylan Brooks or whomever. You need a vet. And teams always want to go the cheap route. Oh, let me go spend three hundred or 400000 and give me a, 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 a guy that I could develop, a young guy that's not going to play, rather than go spend $2.4 to get you a vet in the locker room that's going to be able to be an extension of a coach. Yeah, we agree. It's like that in football too, pal. Every room, every room needs a vet. Because if you don't, yeah. you're not monitoring it, shit's going to get out of control. And the little things become big things, like in Memphis. They're saying that might be... 50 games a whole yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, that's He's a superstar, Perk. We need that fucking guy. Like as a sports, as a sports world. We do. You know? We do. But the one thing, let me tell you something. I believe Adam Silver is the best commissioner in sports. Wow. He's the one commissioner that you could actually, a player could pick up the phone and call him at any time. Okay. Like he has that relationship with players. So for him to be this upset, the way that I saw it in his face, it was almost like job betrayed betrayed him. You see what I'm saying? So I know it's going to be a, 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 a big-time suspension, but it has to be. Ja could have been the face of the league, man, yeah. the face of the league. But the face of the league come with responsibility. Who knows how good that Memphis team could be, too, if he was dialed in. Because yeah. if he's dialed yeah. in, is everybody else dialed in? Yep. And with the way this whole playoffs has gone, anybody could have won on a run. Hopefully he'll be back. He's not mad. He's just disappointed, it seems like, from Adam Silver. Carry on, ladies and gentlemen. ESPN, <laughs> Kendrick Parker. <laughs> Thank you. You're disgusting for swearing on our show. <laughs> Dis- yeah. Yeah. You won't swear on any black guy's show. <laughs> Only on white guy's show. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, catch the park. Yeah, they're calling, him, they're calling him racist. Oh, yeah. He played team sports. Yeah. It's going to be, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't think that's how it works. I, uh, I enjoy the hell out of that, man. All right, let's get to a break. We have, uh, I don't like what he said about Roger Goodell there. Well, after the kickoff rule. Well, yeah, new Rod. Maybe old yeah. Rod. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's just calling Raj. You know, I don't think True. that's happening. Sure. Yeah. A lot more players in the NFL. Yeah. Exactly. I want to see Adam Silver go into a House Oversight Committee, <laughs> you know, and see how it goes. Do his thing. And then, then we'll talk about Excuse it. Excuse me, Mr. Silver. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Mr. Goodall. Sliver. Mr. Goodell, do you think this is a proper use of taxpayer money? Are, are you talking to You want me to answer that? Uh, are you talking to me? Yeah, are you talking to me? We like to use taxpayer monies to build new stadiums and bring revenue yeah. into a city and attention and everything like that. We do not, I do not know personally, I might be wrong, what you guys should be using taxpayer money, but I'm here as long as you guys need me. That's the thing about Goodall. See, yeah. he gets it. Thank you, Mr. Thank Goodall. you, Goodall. God. <laughs> Let's get to a break, AJ. Uh, Perk, that was like late edition. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. awesome. That was middle of the show. I get a text. Hey, Perk, would like to come on. Is that cool? Yes. Yeah. Boom. Let's have him. Had to Google him real quick. Found out he's a first-round draft pick. Oh, yeah. Right out of high school. Straight out of high school. 
270. Yep. Carry on. Oh, yeah. All right, let's get to a break on the other side. We'll answer some more phone calls on the 500 phone line, cover more things happening around the sports world, like Dalvin Cook to the Dolphins. Whoa. What? Yep. He's Donner. Whoa. Already? He's, he's Donner. South Florida guy. He's Donner. Yeah. They're saying, look for that to happen. It's like, Jeez. really? That'd be wild. Do the Miami Dolphins need another running back down there? They need another weapon? Unbelievable yeah. what they could potentially accomplish if they get Dalvin Cook back there. He runs straight up and by, right by people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know what the way they like Madison, I guess. They like mm-hmm. Alex Madison. He's cheaper too, I assume. Yeah. Yes. So they're willing to move on. This is that running back market. And now he was supposed to be traded before the draft. Draft kind of came and went. Mm-hmm. Now reports are saying it ain't over. No. Nope. It ain't over. Still trying to potentially move on. Crazy to me, AJ. It would make a lot of sense though. South Florida guy. Just stay on down, go yeah. there and just Go try to score 85 points a game. That's what it seems like they're trying to do. And also, I mean, this is from J- JPA Football tweeted this uh, via the Miami Herald, which is good. Like, <laughs> he could potentially come to the Colts, too. Oh, yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. Him and Jonathan Taylor split sure. backfield with Anthony Richardson. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just, I know Miami is like home and everything like that, but mm-hmm. also think about it. <laughs> Indy's got palm trees. We, we just planted two. Yeah, that's right. So, Mm-hmm. Don't worry about It'd it. Be a hell of a stable too, because they signed Jeff Wilson to an extension, Raheem Mostert to an extension, so he'd be that you know three-headed monster. That'd be absurd, dude from Texas A&M, yeah. pretty high. Devin, no, Devon no offense Shea. to any of them. If Dalvin Cook gets yeah. rolling, I don't think he's part of a three-headed monster. Well, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Well, and they're saying they're going to release him because no one wants to take on the contract, so he's picking anyways. But like, Bal- come to Indy, Baltimore. Baltimore would be pretty sweet as well. He gets released. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it depends on what the roster looks like. But, yeah, I, I would imagine he would want to play in Miami. I would like to have a moment of silence, though, here to start this third hour. Oh, no. I don't like doing this at all, but it ju- has just come to my attention that that Russell Wilson dorsal fin football is no longer a part of our operation. Yeah. And the only reason why I'm recognizing that is because I see my big, dumb fucking face right there staring at me for the first time today. <laughs> Hell yeah. What is that? Why is that, Ty? This is your newest action figure uh, from yeah. WWE. This is pretty fucking sweet. I mean, you. I think someone has made one before for you that like they made on their own, but this puppy's available in stores, if I'm not mistaken. Whoa. That's pretty fucking cool. That's very interesting. You know, I did not know that was happening. And then I started seeing it on the internet. Then you have one here. And then Zito told me, tells me during a break, oh, yeah, we got four of them. We got four Hell of them. Yeah. I'm like, God damn, I didn't even know this. there was four in existence of this whole thing. Shout out to you guys. And shout out to them using that photo of me. Look at that photo. Have you ever seen a dumber looking me? That's a WWE superstar photo. That's right. Amen. There's one on the back, too. Look how dumb I look right there, AJ. Looks good. Would you like- put on, can we see the back? Well, I was going to say, would you like to know who else is in Series 139 of uh, these collectibles? So that's what it is? I, I know yeah. nothing about this. I also oh. need to figure out the business of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what is going on? Okay. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah, so f- five wrestlers in uh, Series 139. We got you, of course, making your, right. your first-time appearance. John Cena. Flip, flip it around. Let him see those Han things. Liv Morgan. Matt Riddle. <laughs> And the Hulkster Hulk Hogan, yeah. brother. Hell yeah, bro. Yeah. Dude, I didn't know yes. that. Good company to keep. What a crew. Man, what a surprise. Honestly, I had no idea. And, and, you know, I like to kind of be on top of everything we got going on and cooking. When that one hit the internet just a few days ago, I was very surprised. I was like, it's sweet. Holy shit, I got an action figure out there. Thank you, boys, for repping. Now, with that being said, I will miss that dorsal fin football. Mm-hmm. Me too. I got your signature moves on the back here. What are they? I don't even know what they are. Punt, kick, and superplex. They put the punt in there? Yeah. 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 That only happened twice, I think. Yep. That happened uh, oh, special. It was so powerful. And you yeah. are also, a your style is brawler. 
You're goddamn right. That's big rights. I'm throwing a lot of rights. When you watch me, a lot of big time, uh -huh. a lot of big time right. rights. Yep. You know brawler. what I mean? I He's a brawler. I might put that in my eye. Yeah. 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 What, what are other wrestlers? What are they considered? What's their style? Well, you got grappler, brawler, uh, high flyer, powerhouse, and technician. Okay, a high flyer too, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, hold on. That's what I'm saying. Powerhouse, too. I mean, I haven't got any chance to really showcase the legs yet, but <laughs> we could have a little powerhouse. The technician thing, you can get keep that one away from my name for as long as possible. That's I, Cena. I got in the game way too late to do that, but that's really cool. I appreciate the people at the WWE, honestly. Hell, yeah. Really good people over there to me. The best. Legit. Very, very good to me, and I, I am very, very thankful for that. Now, let's talk about some more news. Ed Oliver, Bill's D-Tackle, has signed a four-year, $45 million guaranteed deal with $68 million in total uh, to stay with the Buffalo Bills. We'll be talking to Brandon Bean, the general manager that got that deal done just a few days ago here in about six minutes or so. This guy's a dog. Anytime you're spending $45 million in June on a D-Tackle, uh -huh. you love him on your team. How do you feel about it, AJ? I love it. Into your into your deal, I'm that you draft, you develop. Like I, I'm all for them keeping him. I know he had one year left, right, on his deal. So I'm sure he wanted to be back. He knows that they have their window open right now. Josh Allen, the quarterback's a stud, but I like how like Ed Oliver. If you see him, like I don't know, I honestly don't know his exact dimensions, but the dude is so powerful and so quick to me. Like his twitch is unbelievable, and he looks like he's uh, looks very like lean almost, but he obviously has so much power. Go ahead, Tone. I, I felt like like this is a good story too because I feel like the first couple, maybe even like three years, like Ed Oliver was like not. Not the guy they want. Yeah, heard the bang. The bang happened. What is it? What is blowing up in his office? Yeah. I'm a little bit, a little bit worried. Uh, the Moroccan. I think door? the guy that lives in the in the tubes like wakes up around this time. Jesus Christ. Could be. Well, could Our be Lord be and Jesus. No way he's sleeping until two twenty five. Yeah, Our Lord and Savior. Chance. There's no way. No Jesus Christ. The Spirit is sleeping until two twenty five. Although this was previously a house in which he lived in. I don't think he's the one in the pipes, but. There needs to be something figured out. There's a big boom, like every other day that takes place. Maybe yeah. a raccoon in the, in the vents okay, or something. I, I we know that they fall. A crow stuck in the vent could be. Maybe yeah. it falls. Maybe we just hear it fall. Yeah, we, we haven't we haven't seen the crows lately either. It's all the geese pooping everywhere. Yeah, the Canadian geese who are literally lawn terrorists have scared the crows away, which I don't love. Would much rather make friends with crows yeah. Yeah. than with Canadian Can't geese. But here we are. Over. Bring Chuck to run him away. That's what golf courses do. You got to have a dog chase him off. Chuck was running sprints last night. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Chuck looks really good. Where to, to the dog food? To the dog bowl? Is that a coincidence? No. Oh, wow. Is that Is that a coincidence? Well, well, well. Oh, Jake Herb Street mm. comes walking out of the room mm. in which there was a big boom. Yeah. From this side, just casually <laughs> walks through. He doesn't even know that we just had a full conversation about no, whatever. He, he did. I didn't do it. Oh, what, you know, light off a it. bomb in there? What, what happened in the bathroom? He was in the room that it happened. Oh, okay. This okay. guy's too busy worried about Cincinnati Reds baseball chatter. Yeah, people. <laughs> now he's out here blowing something up in there. He's a great addition to the, to the office. Yeah, he's a good kid. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of his. Pretty good at golf. I don't know well. what the hell he's doing over here, though. <laughs> blowing I don't, I don't know up. what's going on. Anyways, Ed Oliver, though, you're saying at the beginning maybe wasn't everything that they thought he was going to be, and now here he is signing yeah, a $68 was, million dollar extension. What was he, 11 or something like that? Yeah. I yep. believe uh, overall pick, and then, yeah, just like continually got better and better each year. Like I feel like that whole Bills team has over his tenure. Good for the Buffalo Bills, who once again, we'll be talking to Brandon Bean here in about four minutes or so, the general manager of that team. Their culture seems great. McDermott was on. I mean, like, we have a lot of Beals on the show mm -hmm. because the Buffalo Beals are like, hey, if you guys want anybody on our, on our show, literally just ask. And we're like, hey, how about this? Okay. All right, cool. How about, yeah. How about, 
And then they'll send, like, hey, Mitch Morris, fan of the show. You guys ever want him on? Like, just say good. I'm like, deal. Yep. And then, boom, he comes on. It's like, the man. we're very thankful for the Buffalo Bills, A.J. Hawk. They seem to they seem to get it over there from from the top down, don't they? Yeah, but that's the thing. When we go to ESPN, sorry about it. You're Western New York, not yeah. fucking the big city. Right. Right. Sorry about it. Have it. That's right. <laughs> sorry about it. Ain't that right, AJ? I guess that is right. I sent over an itinerary, a uh, detailed list of things that we can no longer do. Yep. Whenever it goes oh. on there, talk Buffalo Bills is one of them. Yeah, that's right. Talk oh, Cowboys no. more yep. was another one exactly. of them. Exactly. Yep. So, sorry about it. We got to sub the Bills out, get all that we can for that Dallas Cowboy talk that's coming in right behind it mm-hmm. once we go to ESPN. But these are the things. These are the things that we decided to give up on the program. That's right. What are you going to do? Hey, I mean, it, we'll, we'll be good soldiers. We'll fall in line and we'll do it because that's what's expected of us and that's what we're supposed to do. But yeah. not have. Happy. No, no, I'm not happy about it. It but is what it is. You think we never want to say the Buffalo Bills name on our show ever again? No, we don't want to have to do that. No, of course no. not. Just easy come, easy go some things. Got to yeah. do what you got to do. the way it works. You know what I mean, AJ? Yeah, but what was the tweet that said now they, they look, they're not going to be a small market team anymore with this new stadium? Is that how it works? Uh... Mm. Oh, see that tweet something about like not you know gonna be a, yeah whatever they say something like that and just because there is people out there that can't catch car uh, sarcasm sure we're joking about all just that. a joke just getting oh, around you just are? Goshing. just yeah laughing we will talk about the buffalo bills mm-hmm. isn't that cool <laughs> yeah we will Ari Mirov, my sports update. I don't know if he's still with Pro Football Focus or with somebody else now, but he is all over everything happening in the NFL. An incredible follow. The Bills are having a groundbreaking ceremony this morning at the site where their new stadium will be built. Construction is expected to be complete in time for the 2026. Bills CEO, Ron Rashid. The days of us operating as a small market team is in the past. All right, so if he said is instead of are, because he's talking about days, I don't know how proper that English is. I will assume the chief operating officer had proper grammar whenever he was speaking, and I was wrong. Nonetheless, yeah, we got a big-time stadium, AJ. We're, we're in the modern age now. That's right. Yeah. Not only do we have Josh Allen, who's an international sensation, a superstar, dating a celeb. That's, That's right. right. Oh, yeah. We have Vaughn Miller, who's obviously one dancing with the stars, big-time superstar. Right. We got McDermott, who looks like Bill Burr. People sometimes even get him confused. No. Mm-hmm. A lot of Bill Burrs out there in the world, red-headed, bald, jocked, kind of slender build. Yep. Yeah. Then you got this guy, ladies and gentlemen, the general manager of the Buffalo Bills, a man who was at the groundbreaking ceremony this morning for the brand new Buffalo Bills Stadium, Highmark Field, that is, has uh, $850 million public money that will all get paid off, just yep. like the Minnesota Vikings. Yep, of course. And who knows how many billions behind it as well. Going to be state-of-the-art and beautiful for the great Bills Mafia, the man who built the team on the field that is certainly expecting a Super Bowl run, general manager of the Buffalo Bills, Brandon Bean. What's up, dude? Appreciate that intro, Pat. Hey, you're all suited and booted this morning. You look real good. Hey, you look—you had your Sunday best on, didn't you? It was a big day this morning. How uh, how were the vibes, obviously? What are the expectations? And how long before you get to say or have any input in any of this? Yeah, you know, it's funny. We've already uh, – we had meetings starting last August, believe it or not, about certain things just because they've already had to do so many things planning-wise so that they could literally start digging now. So we've had a lot of conversations offline with – how we want where the locker room is, the size, what needs to go in it. Um, you know, we're going to stay in our training facility here, so we'll just be across the street. But still, there's certain things, you know, as a, as a player that you still want to have access to on game day that, you know, what, 
in your locker room. Maybe you have it here at the facility, but just all that kind of stuff. We've, we've started that process. So it's, it's exciting now that the, the shovels are in the ground officially. I'm happy football is getting asked some questions in the design. And yeah. we, I, we assume that everything you guys do up there is right. I can't wait to see it fully constructed. Go ahead, AJ. Brent, do you have any idea how long this has been in talks, like when they initially started working on this project to eventually break ground like you guys have? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was pre-COVID. So it, it's definitely, I don't know, I don't know if it was 2018, but I know by, by 2019, conversations were definitely going that our lease here in this stadium, I mean, this stadium's, they've worked hard, it's 50 years old to keep it, you know, wow. efficient where you can run, but definitely outdated and, and so... A lot of things had to go into place to extend the lease here long enough to get this new one built. So uh, exciting times for sure. You're the guy that built the team. We're acting like you're the guy that actually owns the team and had to make all the stadium decisions. So we appreciate you <laughs> answering the questions here. You did have a suit on. Yep. And you were at the site. True. So answer the questions, dude. Yeah. Um, I, I well, seen I in the projections, not a dome. Right? Not a dome. No. Obviously, no. Buffalo has the incredible weather advantage, if you want to look at it that way, as potentially having 72 inches of snow mm-hmm. or a full blizzard out of nowhere. And it's kind of a part of NFL football now at this point. Buffalo blizzard, December football, January football. Like, this is what the NFL is. There was never consideration to have this thing covered so that, you know, maybe the Super Bowl could take a trip or something uh, of that nature. Yeah, I mean, as much as you'd love to get a Super Bowl, we just feel like Buffalo, when you think Buffalo Bills, you think outside football. To me, it'd be like doing it at Lambeau. Like, if you put a dome in Lambeau, that just wouldn't seem right. And we just, we like, you know, playing outside. The good thing for fans is, and I don't quote me on this, but a certain number, like, I want to say half to 60% are going to be covered with a tarp. You know, when you go to Seattle or whatever, kind of goes over, but... Uh, another positive is it's going to be grass. And, you know, we, we have these debates Super of turf versus grass. So uh, that was one of the big things that, that we pushed for. So it's it's going to be grass like, like Lambeau has and have all that coil underneath to keep the field warm. So very excited about that. Okay, so this is a big-time conversation obviously happening right now around the NFL. And I don't know how much it came up in your discussions of when you were creating it. Like, we're definitely having grass because it's better for the players and the players want it. Did you guys see the European stadiums that have, like, the grass and then they kind of transform and then, like, wood comes up and it's like, oh, Taylor Swift can play here whenever she wants and then disappears in, like, a basketball goal. The Final Four can play here. Are you thinking about those things or is it just grass for football with some warming heating coils underneath it like there is at Lambeau with, I think, some – I think there's some synthetic turf mixed in there as well at the Lambeau one. I, I'm not 100% certain or not. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to have the – those are cool. I have seen those Okay, videos. cool, cool. You know, I think if we were in you know, New York City or something like that, you know, L.A., a big, a big venue that's going to get all sorts of other con, you know, concerts, soccer, whatever it is, um, it's, it's really going to be built football-based. Hell yeah. Uh, well, there will be some concerts, but it's – uh, it's going to be pretty good. And like I said, we'll, it'll have the heating coil. And we talked about it three or four years ago with the Pagoulas about doing it here in our current stadium. And it was just going to be quite an undertaking to get it done here. And so we, you know, basically at that time they committed. Once we get this stadium, you know, we'll, you know, we're all in on, you know, doing grass. Hell yeah. Three years from now, that thing will obviously open. You're still going to be there. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This <laughs> thing that you've built. McDermott's going to be there. Josh Allen's going to be there. Unless you want to trade him to Indianapolis and, 
I, I don't want to give up on Anthony Richardson yet, but if you would like to trade <laughs> one for one, I mean, Ooh. I think we would definitely listen there. Let's talk about the football team that you put together. You just signed Ed Oliver to a, a, an extension, $45 million guaranteed, 68 as a total there. In June, was this just something you wanted to get done before training camp? The timing seems like a time when not a lot of deals get done. How did this all come to be? Yeah, you know, we had uh, looked at, at Ed's you know situation last year, talked about it a little bit in August, but uh, ultimately we weren't on the same page there. But, uh, you know, I commend, you know, his agent and him, and we kind of said, listen, we'll, we'll push Paul still after this season and, and let me get through the draft. And, and so Ed's been here since, you know, we drafted him high in 2019. A guy I think his best football is still ahead of him. You know, unfortunately, first game of the year he, he suffered a high ankle, which set him back a little bit playing the Rams. But uh, he's a guy that's still – um, you know, he's a big part of our interior, just sometimes hasn't finished on some sacks that, that he, he's ready to do. But uh, he makes our defense better when he's out there. Just uh, he's been very disruptive in the backfield. And, and like I said, I think his best football is ahead of him. Go ahead, AJ. Is it possible to have like hard and fast rules on when you negotiate or whatever? You hear people every once in a while, players will say, hey, once the season starts, I'm not negotiating. Or maybe teams don't like to do it once it started. Do you guys have anything like that? Is that a possibility? Yeah, I mean, listen, my preference is not to do them in season, um, but certain circumstances, you know, dictate differently. And, and I know we did Taron Johnson, you know, our really good nickel a couple of years ago in season. And what happened was it was the same year we had, we had done Josh. And so we were still working through the financials of Josh's situation. It went up against, you know, the end of training camp. And so I told his people, listen, I know we couldn't get to it now, but maybe during the bye or if we find a lull. So we got it done, done around week four or week five. Uh, it was more our fault why we couldn't engage at that time versus his. So, uh, you know, we worked on it a couple of weeks and got it done. But I, in general, I would rather not do it in season just to keep the distraction or frustration, you know, because it can be an, a roller coaster for the player, you know, here and, you know, compared to this guy, maybe they see themselves differently or not. But, uh, you know, ultimately, you if it makes sense for both parties, I'm, you know, I'm not hesitant to do it whenever. Yeah, the dollar value is the real-life Madden rating score, you know? Like, whenever <laughs> the team is saying you're worth this amount, and then you compare yourself to everybody else's dollar value, and you're saying that my Madden rating is below. That's basically what it is. It's a real-life. That's the first time you ever get a number put on you. Like, my first time yeah. going into negotiation, it was like, okay, I'm going to find out right now, like, actual value in what they think of me. And then they said something. I'm like, that that guy is getting paid that? Jeez. Damn, I didn't know that that was where. So you're right. I think keeping the drama out of the season is good. You've been making – a lot of moves here, though. Just signed Leonard Floyd, too. Was that Von Miller signing, or how do we go about bringing him onto the team? And what were you thinking there? It feels like every move you make is like, uh, okay, boom. we're go You know what I mean? And now I don't know how many other moves you're making that we don't talk about or hear about, but every move you're making, it feels like is a massive, like, let's go, let's try to win this thing. Is Leonard one of those? Yeah, I mean, we always believe in, in trying to be strong up front, and we've really tried to solidify our O-line. And then now this just gives us another body, another pass rusher. You know, protect your quarterback and get after the other team's quarterback. And uh, we've faced Leonard, you know, over at the Rams this year. And he's a player that last three years, you know, he's had close to 30 sacks. He's, he's been right around that nine and a half to ten. And, you know, just another guy that we can, you know, add up, you know, add along with that. And, yes, when I asked Vaughn about him, once, once we started talking to Leonard and his people, um, I definitely checked in with Vaughn to see his thoughts. And, you know, he signed off. Great guy. Fits our culture. And, you know, we, you know, would 
jump in here and he'd be excited to have him on the team. How important is it whenever somebody plays against you and you get to see them kind of do their thing versus maybe watching tape? Because I think there's some guys that like will kill a team and then all of a sudden when that free agency comes, it's like that team's like, get that fucking guy on our team. When some other teams <laughs> maybe don't value them as much, is that, a, is that a real thing whenever you're trying to evaluate who you want to join your team? Like I've seen him live do this. Is that a big indicator, a big read for you? It is. There's definitely some guys that are thorns in your side, especially when they're division players. Uh, Damian Harris, uh, who we signed here this offseason running back, I swear uh, he saw the Buffalo Bills and and it was like, oh, I'm going to have my game of the year right now uh, multiple times. So You remember the crazy win game we had here uh, a couple of years ago? It was like 50 mile an hour win. You couldn't hardly throw the ball and he runs a little tall sweep for about 65 yards touchdown and, and that was the difference. That ended up being the difference in the game. So I think Mac Jones threw the ball like five times, and they still beat us. Yeah, I remember he checked her one, and yeah. Bill got so pissed. Oh, ripped him. <laughs> he had that Navy uh-huh. mask, mask on, yeah. and it was like he was wearing the COVID mask. I was like, here we go, triple option. <laughs> yeah, we, are, we, are, we are going in here. It was That was a memorable game. I completely forgot about that. I'm happy to hear you said that, though. Speaking of signing guys, though, Ty has a question for you. Yeah, Brandon, speaking of those big moves Pat was talking about, I'm sure you've seen it. You know, anytime DeAndre Hopkins' name gets brought up, like he's gone on a couple podcasts and said, hey, you know, I, I want to play for the Bills. They have kind of everything on my checklist that I'm looking for. And granted, you guys don't have unlimited money, and he's going to command a little bit more than just some guy off the scrap heap. But is that something that you'll definitely continue to kick the tires on uh, before he actually ends up somewhere? He will command more money than a guy off the scrap heap, won't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you 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 answered your question there a little bit, Ty. It's uh, you know, we are we are all about people that want to come to Buffalo. We love, it, especially if they fit. And, and, and obviously, DeAndre's uh, he's a heck of a talent. Uh, he, speaking of a thorn in your side, called a, a hail mary on us uh, a few years ago in the COVID year to, to finish right. that game. Hail Murray. Yeah. We had our three best DBs on him, and uh, some somehow, some way, he came down. Hey, do you remember his hand being his hand <laughs> like the nothing. Boom! Nothing, no, <laughs> nothing but respect for him. But uh, yeah, it would, it would, it would definitely have to fit with a, you know how we would fit a structure of a salary and all that. So never ruling it out. But uh, no, he's a good player and and he'll probably command a decent contract. All right, so you guys are negotiating right now. What uh, what's, <laughs> the, what's the number at? Uh, Tone is as far as I'm going. <laughs> oh yes. There okay. All right. Hey, put it on the ticket. Mm. Yeah. After being pushed to give an answer about negotiations with DHop, he said. That's as far as I'm going. What does that mean? Ooh. Ooh, find out more later in the year. Tone has a question for you. Brad, is there a different, is there like more pressure or a different feeling or something in the air when literally anyone in the AFC East that feels like could go on a run to the Super Bowl if, th- if things went went their way? Uh, like, is there, is there a difference this season versus maybe other seasons where, you know, other teams in the division aren't as strong? But this year, it feels like the AFC East could be one of the best divisions in football. Yeah, I mean, it looks to be a gauntlet. You know, if, if all teams stay healthy, um, that's going to be, you know, six of our, our toughest games of the year just, just going against those guys. Obviously, uh, the Patriots, anytime you, you play a Bill Belichick team and Bill O'Brien coming in there to kind of correct some of their offense, their defense is always, you know, a thorn in our side. And then um, the Dolphins last year, you know, came up here with a rookie quarterback and, uh, you know, had us on the brink of losing that game in, in the first round of the playoffs, and we split in the season. So, uh, having Tua back healthy and, and adding, they've added more speed uh, to their team. They they got to be one of the fastest teams I've seen. So, a lot of credit to what they've got going. And then, uh, say no more, the Jets. You know, Aaron Rodgers, 
uh, multiple MVP. He, he's your co-host anyway on this show. So Every Tuesday during the season. Maybe next year. We don't know. Yeah, we'll see. we hope so. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll be back, but uh, <laughs> don't you want to say he sucks right now? Yeah, he's bad. He's lost it. Say, don't you want to say? Uh, uh, I don't want to. No, no. We open up with them. I don't need to give him any any ammo to uh, light us up for sure. He shoot. He played here last year, and their team was struggling in a little bit of a funk. And you know that game could have got out of reach. We were kind of starting, to, and he just started being Aaron Rodgers in the fourth quarter, and I was just like. Clock run out, clock run out. Like we, we we're not doing well, and, and he's coming back. Yeah, he's a real deal. The AFC East has become fantastic, and obviously, you guys have been the top of the class for so long because you've made such an incredible team. You've pieced it together over there with the culture mattering. Feels like everybody we talk to in there, the humans that you bring in, really matter. Let's talk about the leader, Josh Allen. That seems like a human who I would love to be. A teammate with. Sounds like that's what everybody says. Like, hey, Josh Allen's one of the boys. He has people over. He's beloved by everybody. He's always upbeat, having a good time. Now he's dating celebrities. Yeah. I mean, what what has the growth of Josh Allen been like from your seat as the guy who had to draft him? Kind of go through, right? Like, there was a year there where this guy could jump over people. He can't throw a football. Yep. Oh, he has big hands. He can throw the ball far. That means you're going to be an NFL quarterback. No. Get this guy the hell out of here. You had to take a lot of questions about that because you got rid of some people. You had to really settle in and say, hey, we want to empower Josh Allen and know that Josh Allen, this is his team. You did all that stuff, and now we're at the point where everybody's like, how do you find the next Josh Allen? What has it been like watching it all happen, and what are your thoughts on him and his future? Yeah, I mean, Josh, uh, just uh, to watch his journey, and and as you said, him coming into the league, not being, uh, he was very, you know, a lot of people were against him and just saying he was going to be a bust or, you know, he was the reason um, you know, that we weren't going to be able to win here and, and not the future of the league. And, and Josh, just he's his own worst critic. So any, anything out there that was being said about him, it didn't bother him because he probably was saying it about himself. And he's just, uh, you know, very humble for all his success, you know, even some of the great games he's played in the playoffs and, and wherever else. But uh, super proud of Josh. I think the, the biggest thing that I've seen from Josh is his command of the team. You know, you go from commanding one side of the ball in the offense to every player respects him. He's here every single day uh, of OTAs. He, he may have missed one uh, for an, for an outside event, but other than that, he's here. He's involved. He's leading. He's at, you know he's talking to the receivers on the side. He just he's comfortable in his own skin. He's not afraid to you know he can talk to you know the governor or he could talk to a homeless person. Like no one you know doesn't you know Josh doesn't shy away from anyone. Great with kids. Does so much in the community that doesn't get seen. Plenty of stuff does, but there's plenty I've seen Josh Allen do that he's not looking for praise. So uh, we're glad we got him, and, and hopefully his best football is ahead of him too. Oh, sounds like you got the perfect quarterback. You sure you don't want to trade him. Yeah. You know what I mean? You sure you don't want to trade him. It'd be, so awesome. It'd be awesome to have him in our. Yeah. yeah. Be, wouldn't it be cool to have him on your team? Oh, yeah. Isn't Green Bay, you guy. kidding me? Oh. the same weather as Buffalo? Oh, you said he's comfortable in his own skin. There's a lot of it. He's fucking huge. Yeah. Isn't he? <laughs> That's a lot of it. He's so big. big yeah. So big. fast, so mm-hmm. smart. Can't wait to watch it all. Go ahead, AJ. Brandon, have you uh, have you had fun uh, paying attention and watching Coach McDermott during these OTAs and getting back to his roots, calling the defense? I would imagine it's a little more spirited for him. When we talked to him, he said he was excited and it felt like he was really getting around the guys a lot. Yeah, no, you can see, uh, you know, at first, you know, when Leslie Frazier steps down, you're trying to figure out how are we going to do this, what's the dynamics. And, you know, over time, once it be you know settled in that Sean was, you know, that our best move was for Sean to take over the play calling, you could see that it's like that, 
that vibrant energy, like, man, some excitement, you know, just, this is how he, you know, I earned this job being Sean of, of calling plays and being a good coordinator. So no, nah, he's been great. Um, you can see the energy, the focus. I think our players are feeding off of it. He's, he's fired up. He's had to change how we do some different things in practice where, you know, he might've been uh, running the two minute drill as a neutral party. Well, now he's over there on the defense trying to stop Josh Allen. Chirping. So, yeah. So He's a competitive dude. That's when we get to camp. That the chirping will only pick up. I'm sure. I can't wait. Uh, September 11th, Monday Night Football. You Ooh, guys in the Jets. Go. That's going to be legendary. I mean, you said we open up with Aaron. What a way to start a season. I mean, that's that's a big deal, obviously. Yeah. Now I figured. Uh, you know, you're always trying to figure out what they're going to do to you. And, and you know, I said if it, if it's going to be, I, I felt sure Aaron Rodgers, New York Jets is going to be one of the opening primetime games, whether it's Sunday night, Monday night, whatever. And so um, that was one of the teams that we talked internally. We could see them either making them come here, or, but it even makes sense sending us to New York, you know, the meg, you know, the mega market that it is. So um, it makes a lot of sense, you know, come out of the gates, the team that's won the last few years of the East against the team that's, you know, a lot of people are probably predicting to win, you know, now that they've added. Oh, I like that. You're saying that, huh? You got that on the wall? Oh, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, they're going uh, to win the AFC. I like that. I heard a little bit uh-huh. of motivation in there. <laughs> no, uh, listen, uh, that'll, that'll, we'll, we'll find out real fast uh, where we stand playing their team. They're, they Listen, they beat us without Aaron Rodgers last year in New York, and it was a dogfight here for us to beat him. So, um, adding him is, is going to make them really salty. You have to keep patience at the beginning of the season if everybody, like if you're not playing your best football. and like, How do you go about doing that, especially expectations as high as they are for your team? Yeah, I mean, it's a long season. It really is. I know that's cliche, but um, you can definitely – you never know when you're going to go in a funk. You, don't, you, you never want to, but rarely do you go through a season and not have some ups and downs. And, and one side of the ball or both sides of the ball are just not in sync and in a funk. So – you just hope that if, listen, if you start slow, that that's your funk and that you find your rhythm and you stay with it. You definitely can't panic. I mean, 17 games is a, is a long season. Seven teams now get in the playoffs. So, um, again, the AFC is loaded. And, you know, you could see uh, if teams beat each other up, maybe a nine-win you know, nine team gets in. Yeah, you got to keep your patience. You've done that throughout your entire time there in Buffalo, and it's led through a lot of success. You know what I can't keep my patience about, Brandon? What's that? That guy you were hanging out with this morning at the groundbreaking site, uh-huh. okay? The commissioner of our league, our commissioner, mm. my commissioner, uh-huh. man that I have a lot of admiration for and respect for. Yeah. The things that he has done for the NFL, right? Business-wise, game-wise, worldwide uh, acclamation, all everything. He has done. Yep. You're the one that told him take the kickoff out of the game? Uh-huh. Are you the one that uh-huh. said that? And, and <laughs> did you? Is that what you talked about today while they were putting the shovels into the ground? Were you like... Why'd you do that to the kickoff? What the hell? Is that what you said to him? <laughs> I I did not. Uh, out of respect, we were here for a different reason. But uh, uh, I would have rather, personally, the kickoff rule would stay the way it was. Um, but uh, it is what it is. At least here's what I'm. I'm at least glad that it's only a one year trial, and it is not set in stone. And and that hopefully next year we come up with something better. I can promise you, I signed special teamers here to play and cover. So. It, it makes no sense for, for us to not want that rule. Okay, yeah, because you guys take advantage of the special teams department, which it seems like all the great teams do, and we're losing a little bit of strategy. If you see them, just let them know. 
I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know what I mean? I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. But there has to be an adult in the room, I guess. Like, you know, which is probably well, what he's saying. Hope, hopefully, know? like I said, hopefully this year shows that maybe this is not the right solution. And, and next year we come up with a better solution. We're all for player safety, but not to take away from the game. Okay, so we'll have a year think tank. There we go. All yeah, right. okay, We're all good. good. We're back. Thank you so much for bringing the good news. How's the golf game? Huh? Uh, it's getting it's getting better. It's not it's not where I want it, but it's getting better. Got a tournament coming up uh, this weekend, so hopefully, uh, hopefully, my game will at least be uh, a minus B plus. What are you thinking of shooting? Is this member guest like that type of tournament? Or? It's, like, it's like a member, yeah, it's a member member. Yeah. Oh shit! So you're like a real player. Well, I don't know about that, but I'm playing. AJ, this guy's a player, isn't he? Obviously, he's probably what, what's his handicap? You scratch or better? Four. Uh, like a four. Jeez. Wow. Shoot, okay. He'll shoot 68. Like, oh, you know, I, I, no. I won't shoot 68. No, 69, though, <laughs> yeah. baby. That's what I did there. I might miss a putt. You know, you know how those greens get in the member member. All right, well, good luck. We appreciate your time. Thank you for everything. You're the man. Ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Bean. Yeah. Good guy. Always gives us so much time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's awesome. I mean, no way that's a one year trial, but yeah. No, he's, but listen, you, you kind of heard a little maybe thought like, all right, let's come up with. Something better. Mm-hmm. Let's at least come up with yeah. something. Yeah, but the numbers are going to be down. We know the numbers are going to be down. Yeah, but and like, then, what if this was Roger Goodell saying, like, I get what you guys are saying, okay, but we need to do something about this particular stat that we're seeing. So let's do it on a year basis. You come up with something else, we'll do it. Now, what does that mean? I don't know if that's even real, but okay. that's a nice, that's at least a better positive outlook on it than I'd heard thus far. Well, obviously, we've covered it a little bit more. than At the else. very least, maybe it gives one of these special teams coordinators some time to kind of like either get together and like, okay, here's a way we can save this, you know, because I think same deal. It'll probably universally every special teams coordinator next year isn't going to just be like, oh, that was actually a great idea. Let's keep this. You know, all those guys are still going to fucking hate it. So so you heard Bean talk about it, though, like, hey, I sign special teamers and pay them because we we view that as a... Oh, yeah. Because in Buffalo with the weather, can't always just kick touchbacks. No. So you can pin teams. Yep. You know what I mean? Which is part of the strategy that is now just a, away from not being in the game anymore. Right. So I would assume what Brandon Bean said is accurate. And let's assume that our commissioner, Roger Goodell, mm-hmm. will get it all figured out. So uh, I, I hope. hope. Now, if you're a Green Bay Packers fan, I would advise you to cover your eyes. Oh, no. There's a video coming out of the New York Jets OTAs that is certainly delicious and delightful. Ladies and gentlemen, one of Taylor Swift's biggest fans, Rockin' the Eight, drops back. How you doing? Keep it moving. Jeez. Deep ball in the bucket. The 55-year-old man still got a wow. cannon. AJ, what a beautiful ball here. It looks like he's having fun, too, with the calf strain. Got a little bit of a, a little, uh, little tight on his right leg there. Looking so cool. Throwing such a good ball. Oh, damn. This is the best June ball I've ever seen Aaron throw. Wow. Look at him look off, too. He's looking left, looking left. Oh, safety. There we go. Nope. You know why he's doing all that? Like, um, So you know when you think somebody's watching you in the bathroom, you will wash your hands longer. Then if you knew nobody was watching you. Yep. Do you know, whenever you're doing anything, you try to represent the best self or best version of yourself if you feel like people are watching you just because it's a natural habit? He knows that every single rep in film, especially if they're saying that he's in charge of shit, he's like, hey, I'm going to look off here. The reason why I'm looking off is going to open this. You need to run this. He has to be like the perfect version of himself, especially if he's the one doing the coaching in the entire meetings because he has to make it as realistic to what the game's going to be because if it's not, then they'll say, oh, bullshit, this guy's lying to us. So he's almost like the best version of uh-huh. himself in June in OTAs. 
spinning that thing, Ty. What a throw. Mastered that in Green Bay. Incredible throw, but I think I'm actually on the other side of it because when you were saying that, I was like, oh, no, this is going to be a bad clip from Jordan Love. I wasn't even thinking, like, oh, oh this is going to be a great, There's no such thing. great pass from Rodgers. So I, I, I tell you what, I've seen him make that throw around this time a million times before. So I'm glad Jets fans can have, you know, it's a little early in OTAs, yeah, right? Isn't it? It's a little early well, in OTAs. I mean, he, that was only the last Very, couple years. Maybe decade. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen this yeah. June, been June 5 ball. It's, it's yeah. been a while, but that's, that's immediately where my, my mind went was, Oh no! Did fucking Jordan Love do something wrong? <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. So I'm I'm in a good spot right now. I'm glad Rogers is out there having fun. See, it's just playing yeah. football. That's right. See how calm Salah looks like. He he knows. Chilling. He's in the back, just like this is this is fucking awesome. Do you remember when I said oh, we yeah, need yeah. to we need to sign new offensive coordinator? We'll bring in that Nathaniel Hackett guy. Mm-hmm. He's like we didn't even sign him actually. This is the offense coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're saying right out of camp. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, Jay, you know what they're saying over there? Like Aaron's. Man. Feels that way, doesn't it? Suit okay. Chin strap, button, not on, but button back. Old school. Yeah, and he wouldn't wear that, uh, you know, the sports bra that all these dudes are wearing. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Oh, he won't wear the GPS? No, every sport has people wearing these things. It's like, can we, I understand and appreciate what they're doing. And I know they're awfully sp- uncomfortable. I hate, I, I, they look yeah, terrible. I luckily, they were doing it when I was, we didn't, they weren't like super mandatory. So we had, we had like long sleeves, like, I think it was T-shirt or long sleeve with the thing to be able to pin okay. in the back of the neck right there. And I cut the sleeves off whenever I had it. And then I lost it, if you do recall, because I was sitting in the yeah. back of a golf cart mm-hmm. going as fast as I could downhill yeah, right. so that I was the fastest GPS on the field that day. So whenever they read the stats and analytics, they had to say, Pat McAfee went 22 miles an hour today. And then they'd have to get into T.Y. Hilton, mm-hmm. went 19 miles an hour. <laughs> and then this whole thing, just because I thought it was such a joke that I was being forced to wear one. They obviously took it from me mm-hmm. immediately upon that happening in training camp. But now it's just like standard operating procedure. You have the sports bra looking thing. Everybody wears it. And then they just keep track of everything. And do the guys ever hear their stats or analytics? Or is it only used by the people that are above them? And why do they ever, yeah. why does it have to be a sports bra that everybody wears? I, the, the, the sports bra thing is massively uncomfortable. I know they used to have like your tight, you know, whatever shirt you were under your pads. They would make those and put little pockets in the back. We could put them in. That's the best case scenario, I think. But they, yeah, the players hear about it because that goes to the strength coach, and the strength coach will sit there and be like, "Hey, you should not talk to Schlage sometime about this. He he's big into this. Like, hey, bro, look, you took so many reps at this eighty-nine percent of your max speed. All this stuff. We're going to sit you down today because of that, and we're going to take. You're not going to do individual. You're not doing team. Like they craft their load management through those things. In theory, I get it. That's yeah, smart. Yeah. In theory, I get well, it. Why like it everything. Like, yeah, it's cool to a point, but like you can't, well, air can't be like the be-all, end-all. Oh. Oh, how do we feel about the air conditioning? Uh, a kid's right. going to die. Is that real? What? How does what? it work? What? Not in our game. Whoa, whoa. Not football. What are you, you talking about? Yeah. Why? You think they're going to be fucking all super nice and cool, and they're going to think they're super cool, but their body's 145 degrees, and they're going to fucking pass out and die. As that's a guy that has a heart issue. Mm-hmm. True. Wasn't able to have Red Bull in shots whenever we go out in public. Mm-hmm. Have to do one with ginger ale. Yep. Gingy. But I bet for the players, it's, it's very awesome. nice. I think it's brilliant. Like, yeah. It's just blow cold air somehow. So, on? wait. Every helmet needs Yes. It, so, the helmet it, has the capability to have a full fan in it. It's yeah. going to cool off the player's head. Uh-huh. But Diggs thinks their body will not be cooled off. Correct. That's right. Okay. He's worried about their chest. Mm-hmm. Because if the head cools off, that doesn't mean the rest of the body will cool off. Body's right? still burning. Like, oh, I'm fucking nice. Aim cool, for the man. head, the body dies. We're at the helmet technology. You're right, Greg. The uh, the um, we're at the technology stage. 
where we can't guarantee no concussion with the helmet, but we can put a fucking AC, AC unit. Yeah. This is like Exhibit got the hold <laughs> yeah. in my helmet. From he got yeah. a hold of the helmets. Yeah, we just put an air conditioner in your helmet. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Took in the West Coast Customs. Did the helmet get better? Ah, uh, we don't, we got it got cooler. Mm-hmm. It, it's actually worse because we had to carve out some of the back. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Less padding now. I looked at it I'm like that seems awesome, but also like what? How do we? Aren't we in the middle of like helmet creation where they're trying to like figure out the the best helmet if it also has the added package of ac involved mm-hmm. i think we're we're getting there. Wow. helmet plus but you know like they're uh they're adding that thing for quarterbacks yeah the airbag that's like an air like this on yeah. the back side of that thing so whenever they do the the fallback it has a little bit more protection and what if it is just what if it is the fan from the air conditioner blowing up at the ground at, <laughs> yeah you know what i mean that'd be smart <laughs> This show is the worst. We are not allowed to do what we did today. Innovating. Any of it. Let's go to the phones. We had uh, we were told that old our commissioner was watching today's program, by the way, from the Bills facility. Okay. That's why when I brought it up, I thought I was disappointed. From what I've been told, Mm -hmm. he'd potentially been watching that. Okay. I was disappointed. Still am. Still am. Good old, you were doing your thing. That's right. You were our commissioner. What What if the players, though? What if the special teams players... Decide, hey, we are against this rule. We don't want this to stay in. We're going to make, although they're fair catches, we're going to we're going to make a pack. We're going to be extra physical. We're going to try to knock each other out on every fair catch. Yeah, that's not that's that won't be how it goes. Just throwing it out there, just spitballing. I know it's probably It'll not cool. Gonna it's just not reality, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not. Like I wish it would, but we all know that team in New England. That's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> when the time comes, yep. they're going to take advantage of this rule. Kick Absolutely, off gate. Boom. Kick. And they're not the only team. Everybody else is like, well, if this is what we have to do, this is what we have to do then. And they'll just they'll just do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there is Hard to win. There's no honor amongst thieves. Nope. Right. In this particular thing. All's nope. fair in love and war. Even if they hate it completely, exactly. they will not not abuse it. No. Mm. You know? And that's just NFL football, baby. Yep. Protect the shield. You gotta protect the shield. Anything to win. Let's go to the phone. Let's go to Josh in Missouri on the five energy phone line. What's going on, Josh? Hey, Pat. Hey, boys. How's it going today? Hey, keep it going. Great. Good, yeah. good stuff. Good stuff. Sorry. Yeah. Totally messed that up. Anyway, no, no. Send it away, Josh. Good call. <laughs> good call. Right, I appreciate it. Hey, two-parter question for you here oh, on this. the uh, receiving uh, receiving room here for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Um, is this kind of a put-up-or-shut-up year for Deontay Johnson? I mean, the last couple of years, you know, you got Roethlisberger on the way out. Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky splitting it up last year. But, I mean, overall performance-wise, I don't know if – that's the number one receiver. And Whoa. jumping back on that, can the con artist maybe get D-hop in if the whole Deontay Johnson thing, you know, if it's time to let that one go? Josh in Missouri has a question seemingly for Tone Diggs. Tone, wide receiver course stink through Uh-oh. Pittsburgh? Uh, no, actually it's fucking quite fine. Uh, maybe D-hop would have been an option if Allen Robinson didn't get brought in. And Fun fact, Deontay Johnson's uh, stats in his first four years are better than Antonio Brown's stats in his first four years. So maybe we give the guy a little bit more time because he's been fucking pretty good. So what about last season? Tony just said, hey, Josh. Last season. Why don't we do some research? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. Figure it out. He was a punt returner, wasn't he, Deontay? I thought he was supposed to be a punt returner, and then he just he became an incredible wide receiver. I don't know. He had 86 yeah. catches. Chase Claypool was the one, then Deontay was kind of doing his thing underneath, and Chase leaves, and he becomes the guy, and Ben, ben dropping off like, hey. 
Yep. Get the ball out of there, and it's Deontay Johnson, yeah, right? Deontay can kind of do it all. You know, Pickens is kind of the deep threat right now, and then you'll have Allen Robinson working. You got Muth fucking working. I mean, we're fucking fine. Yeah, people are just mad about Deontay because <laughs> he didn't score last year. Yeah, he did not. A lot score. of drops, too. We are only 94 days away from NFL football and to celebrate the greatest ticketing app on planet Earth and the, the moon. moon. SeatGeek is keeping the link to get 15% off NFL tickets live for the rest of the offseason. Right wow. now, Ooh. you can buy a gift for a friend. Maybe a parent, maybe a anybody. Yeah. Get them a gift to a game. Why not? Love that idea. Games on the horizon. We got Buffalo Beals, New York Jets, September 11th, yeah. Shadows of New York City, New Jersey. Coming right. soon. Go to SeatGeek right now. Get 15% off whenever you click the link that we have in the description right now. You do, it will auto-apply to your account. It does not matter if you've bought on SeatGeek before or not. Shout out to SeatGeek. Love you, SeatGeek. Use the link. Go ahead and send a gift. Buy a couple of tickets. And enjoy the hell out of next year's NFL season. We're only 94 days away. Let's go. That's three months. Here we go. It's only a quarter far. of the year. Right That's- Right. Only quarter of the year. And then we get half a year of football. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go to Brendan in Ohio. What's going on, Brendan? What's going on, man? How's it going? Keep, Keep it going, going, Brendan. Love it. Yep, yep. Uh, I just Since the man just retired last week, I wanted to give some praise to my uh, Titans punter, Brett Kern. I just uh, I enjoyed watching him throughout the whole years. And to, for uh, Overreaction Monday, I want to talk about the Super Bowl, how – the Eagles took this man off their team, yeah. and then the Chiefs got great field position off of a punt. A punt so if yeah. that was Brett Kern, I think they could have won that Super Bowl. Thank you, Brendan, for the call. Shout out to Brett Kern, absolute dog of a punter. I love this man. He had a, uh, a poster on the outside of the Titans stadium okay, of him. So anytime you're a punter and on the outside of your NFL team stadium, you're on there, that means that the team has a lot of respect for you, the program appreciates you, your teammates like you, because he did everything right, worked his ass off, has one of the most consistent strokes I've ever seen come through the NFL. He was like a jugs machine. I tried to copy some of the shit that he did. I couldn't because I was not as talented technically as he was. He was an absolute monster, and I love Brett Kern. Congrats on a hell of a run. Now to his point, Brendan's point in Ohio there, because I believe Brett is from Ohio. Uh, might be wrong. I don't know. Toledo? Uh, I don't know if that's right or not. I apologize, Brad, if I just lied right there. But whenever he got signed to the Eagles, I was very happy for the Eagles because he was available. Colts should have signed him, I thought. So he goes, the Eagles doesn't hit as many bombs. Kind of hit, miss hit a couple to the left uh, whenever he was with the Eagles. Then they get to the Super Bowl, and they had to make a decision, either the Hurt Punter or Brett Kern, who was brought in for the Hurt Punter. They go with the Hurt Punter instead of Brett Kern. He hits a shank. Was ball supposed to go left. Ends up going right short. Kadarius Tony takes the thing all the way back to like the six or whatever it was. That was all she wrote, basically for that Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Philadelphia Eagles. I, like Brendan, do believe you put the ball in Brett Kern's fan. His miss will at least be a miss that doesn't fuck you. He was the consummate pro. I was a massive fan. And I'm not saying that that punter won't get better and potentially get there, but Brett Kern's an absolute dog. I am a massive fan of his, A.J. Hawk. Don't you think, I think punters, you don't, people don't value them enough until they're gone, until you don't have that person anymore. I know even as a player, you see that like, wow. We really had something special for a long time here, but it's like a, the punt is such a weird thing to where, yeah, like once they're gone, then you realize it. But then when you see, hey, we have a guy, like you realize how this dude will win you football games. Absolutely. So the Titans, I think they got Stonehouse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this Lines. dude was just kicking the ball further than any human I've ever seen kick a ball before. So I don't think they missed Brett Kern as much. But the thing that Brett Kern can do that everybody else couldn't do, and even Stonehouse, he like, he just, he shoots that thing right to the sideline. Just like, 
Okay, I'm gonna I would lim- love. I hey, love playing left wing with him. Hey, That'd be awesome. I'm gonna eliminate the returner completely from this thing, so you don't have to cover his heart, and you can mm-hmm. just do your thing to take care of it. But he's great. Had a great career. I think he'd be very pumped to find out whenever he got into the NFL, he was gonna have like an 11 year career or something like that. This is not to do with Brett Kern, but there is some pretty big. Yeah, problems. massive breaking news. Holy shit! Yeah, Taylor Swift and Matt Healy have broken up now. Oh. Obviously, Taylor Swift is in the middle of a multi-billion-dollar tour right now. That's right. Where she's selling out stadiums multiple times, back-to-back nights. Not a, not theaters, not arenas. Stadiums being sold out back-to-back-to-back nights. What? For the tune of 215,000 tickets sold just for MetLife <laughs> Stadium Jeez. concerts it. in a three-day weekend. Yep. That's like $110 million in tickets or something. Mm-hmm. If the average of the ticket is $500, which it's actually more than that. So just keep ticking on zeros. Yeah. Yeah. You watch a documentary, Taylor Swift. She's a fucking dog. dog. Writes all her own songs. Yep. Does her own thing. I assume that kind of comes and goes with uh, uh, being in a relationship. It's probably not easy with the lifestyle, the profession, and how she goes about it. Mm-hmm. To be... But here we have another ex-boyfriend of Taylor yeah. Swift, right. which means we probably got another tour, another album. Banger of an album. Definitely. Right? That's what that means. Oh, yeah. I don't want to just like be noob cash, but I believe Matt Healy, who I saw kissing a security guard at his concert, I believe, just like two days ago. Oh. Uh, public, very public kiss mm-hmm. on a man's face, Matt Healy. That's all right. So now <laughs> yeah. Taylor going to write an album, I assume, about Mr. Healy, and this tour is just going to go on to do $10 billion and just maybe never stop. Is she going to be able to tour forever? That is the question. And uh, what does Taylor Swift do next, AJ Hawk? What does she do? I don't know. She had a high-profile quarterback go to at least two of her three shows. What are you saying, AJ? I'm saying he should throw his name in the hat and let her know he's interested. Bro, he's got too many favorite songs to just list off one or two yeah, from Taylor Swift. As he was jogging off the field the other day on Friday at the end of OTAs, he said, is there, is there another Taylor Swift concert this weekend in MetLife? I wish. He just kept it going. He does seem to be a little bit uh, tripping balls over yeah. Taylor Swift at that concert. Yeah, he's what are we doing, AJ? What are you trying to do here, pal? It'd be fun to see if she wrote an album about her. How amazing would that be? Oh, my God. Oh, so that song called Darkness to Light. Oh. oh. Dude. Match- Look at us. Are we playing Matchmaker right Match- now? Yeah. Heaven, yeah. The Dimension song. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Got to get to nine. Yep. Oh. Maybe that's what the album's called, actually. Dimensions. Ninth one. Could be. That's sweet. Yeah. Wow. Good luck to everybody. Yeah, Man. Hell yeah. Good luck, bro. You can do it. Hope everyone finds love. Good luck. Good luck to everybody. Apple also uh, made a bunch of announcements about its new virtual reality kit. They are trying to reimagine the sports world with their virtual reality. Now, this has been something that people have been trying to accomplish for years. Uh, five years ago, I went into a goat trailer. Do you remember this in yes. Cincinnati? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh yeah. With Dell, I think. IBM. Uh, IBM, sorry, with IBM. And they were testing out virtual reality pretty much uh, with the NFL. So they had cameras on like the side behind the uh, uh, behind the teams, one on the goalpost on the other side. And there were a couple commentators. We were just making like a five-minute clip. Now, I could never, ever, ever again 
sit in that goat trailer mm -hmm. for four hours Fair on enough. a Thursday night football for three minutes worth of content in the end ever again. Mm. Did not know exactly what I was signing up for, right. but it was awesome to kind of get to experience it. So the NFL has been dabbling with virtual reality for a while now. I think they've been trying to figure out how to do it right. What's the right way to go about doing this? Who offers the best services? They're saying, and obviously Apple was kind of compounding this, they're saying that you're going to be able to watch games as if you're courtside at yeah. an NBA yeah. game. You're going to be able to look around. You're going to be at the, on the sideline of NFL games, college games obviously getting involved. They're saying this next batch of virtual reality access is going to greatly heighten the viewer experience for sports. Now, granted, you got to get in there and fucking get in there and do the whole thing. But allegedly, you're there. And uh, that should be pretty sweet to sell, I assume, to a lot of big-time fans. Oh, it'll be it'll be amazing. I'm, and I'm sure this first version will be nothing compared to what we have five, ten years from now. No way. But man, like I guess it's just what if you want to watch that that version, but you want to like we're at a Super Bowl party. I want to watch the Super Bowl like this, but I'm also with all my buds. Wow. You're gonna all strap in and all be on the same wavelength. Bring your mind. Virtual reality. Like, hey, we're all sitting in the front row right now. Can you do that? Well, you could also. I think you could stream it on TV. Because you could plug, from, and I assume Apple will be able to do this, the metal one, you're able to plug in, and then you're able to put it in a TV so they can see what you're seeing. So I think one person in an off room will have to be making the decisions yep. uh, for what you're looking at while oh, everybody God. else is riding along. That, I think that's how it would have to go. Yeah. They're going to have to fix that. Yeah. yeah. Listen, <laughs> if, we, if we all want to be virtual reality at the game, but at our own Super Bowl party at our houses... Figure it out, smart kids. You would think that would be the net. That's one thing that they really haven't done yet. I'm surprised that Apple hasn't made their own TV where you could just airplay it to the TV. Probably. Interesting. Uh, the, the cost, I believe, for this Apple one, $3,500 is what Ooh, Bill McComas just said. Really? Oh, yeah. And you want to go to basketball games and football games? Cool. You want to go shop in the world? Cool. You want to you bop your baloney in here? Yeah. Cool. Do what you got to do. <laughs> Thirty five hundred bucks. Welcome to the next world. That was gonna be my question at these Super Bowl parties when like yeah. there's like fifteen people wearing wearing these these goggles. Like, how do I know that someone's not bopping their baloney next to me? Well, you'll be able to hear if we learn they anything are, yeah. from the Zoom time during COVID. Yep. You're gonna find out. Exactly. But look, you can even text message in this thing. Look to your left. Send text to wife. Okay, I'm in virtual reality, babe. <laughs> and then go Sex. back to thrill of the fight. Go over here to watch this NBA game happening tonight. Let me take a trip to Everest real quick. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, I want to go smoke a willy. Let me go to a concert. Mm -hmm. That's what they're trying to do. Ready, player one, fully activated. And I want to let you know, although it sounds sweet, we will always remain old school around here. Yeah, right. I didn't write. Ain't that right, AJ? You want to see? Right. A, you want to see a game courtside? Pay twenty five grand a ticket to Texas. Yeah, fucking do it like we used to do. Speak, speaking of Everest, did you see the Sherpa that put that guy in the fucking air mattress and carried him down the fucking... Six hours? What a dog. Hiked dude on back all the way back to town because he was dying 500 feet away from Everest. Was it six hours or six miles? Oh, I think it was goodness. either way. I think it was six hours. Either way. Six, six hours. hours. So, Sherpa is the job, right? Yeah. yeah. They, they live there. That's like the, hey. The we, guides who take them up. We can run up and down yeah, Everest. Mm -hmm. that's, that's our actual duty. Yeah. You guys wear masks and stuff. We just This is just, we're actually doing jumping jacks at the top. Yep. Welcome to our town or whatever. Mm -hmm. This particular Sherpa, Gelge, I believe, uh, taking a private client up to Mount Everest, 500 meters from the summit, ran over, wrapped him in a sleeping mattress, gave him oxygen, put him on his back, hiked six hours down the mountain to safety. Are you fucking kidding what me, dude? A beast. These humans still exist out here. Let's remember that. 
Our world is filled with superheroes. We just don't get a chance to always see them because negativity hogs publicity. Here's one of them in the middle of the mountain that we would never really learn about. Six hours on my fucking back, though. Let me go ahead and save this dude's life. Yeah. And uh, story forever. Sure. This is beautiful. I'm pumped about it. And shout out to Pompliano, who has reported wrong numbers before, mm-hmm. putting this story out there and being amazing. Do you think the private client was like, hey, look, we're about to be there. Can we just, you know, come back down in a little bit? Like, I, I, I've been wanting to do this for a long time, and I'm about to do it, and you're telling me we got to turn around? I'm 500 meters away. Yeah. 700 yeah. yards away. We're going to save that guy over there. Yeah, I just let him die. I got to get up there. I'll catch up with you. He's like, no, you won't. I'm out of here. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It was probably Posner, and he's done it before. So You're he right. said, let's oh. save this guy's life. <laughs> You're right. Oh, Posner needs uh, one of the people to guide him back to the top. Okay, like most things. What? Okay. Wait, real stretch. Uh, yeah, stretch. How so? He needed that saxophone guy to make you know the uh, right. what it was. That, that was saxophone <laughs> guy has a name. His name is Coach Lee Corso. Coach Lee Corso was not playing saxophone at the ESPN Super Bowl party. But Posner was there. He gave an interesting performance that evening. Oh, really? I thought but following I was... him on Instagram, <laughs> he is absolutely jocking. Oh, oh, I thought yeah. it was a stretch. Okay. Dude, he's eating sprouts right now. He, yep. he, he put a full sprouts meal together on Instagram, okay. and I'm like, actually looks pretty good. That's because thousands and thousands of people were asking, hey, Mr. Posner, how do you how do you do sprouts so that like we can like them? So that was the beginning. He said a lot of people have been asking me how mm-hmm. I eat sprouts, so that's why he made the video. Thank you for bringing that up, Tone. A lot of people are interested in posing. Okay? Okay. And just because you think you're cool, the Remy, you got design sages to hide your face. You wear you're cool. That's Posner, AJ. He's a dog. That is. He might have be he might be a show forever going forward. He might be. There's him he is show. cool. Let me see. Man. He's like a guy. what? He's everything though. He's not a, just a musician. This guy does it all. Right? He's Wim Hof now too. He's part of that. Yeah. yeah. And we apologize to Posner that you what performed you at a party that we were at, so you entered our world. We didn't like seek you out, but now that you're in our world, we do follow along. Mm-hmm. Just keep living, bro. Keep living. Love you, Posner. Hey, Yo, when Bruce he dies, does. bury him in Detroit, bro. That's right. That's right. Unless he changes his mind. Him and Big Sean. Put him in a pothole. <laughs> <laughs> 291 of them covered up. Yeah. Gonna need a bigger thing than a pothole. Yeah. He's properly jocked right now. Let's get out of here. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow <laughs> for a great Tuesday. We can't thank you guys enough for joining us. This is the dumbest job of all time. We're very thankful we get to do yep. it. This summer is always a blast. We'll be talking about things we know nothing about. But now we have a chance, I believe, to bring on experts in fields. Yeah. Here we go. No matter what we want to talk about. Yep. So even if it's a two-minute conversation, a one-minute conversation, a 15-minute conversation with people, I believe we'll be able to maybe have a little bit more educated convos. Here we go. And also a lot of, that's dumb. Okay. That's okay. dumb. Get out. Can't wait for that to continue. Big shout out to Sham Sharania for joining us, Baron Corbin, Brandon Bean, and obviously Big Perk for joining yeah. us. Shout out to SeatGeek, Five Hour Energy, and to all the boys. And hey, my dumb yep. fucking face right there. Shout out. We're nice. Out. We're going to take that down at some point. I like that. I mean, what's wrong? No, it's sweet. I'm about sick of looking at me. Well, if you want, I could, you know, take it out of the box no. and set it up so that, you know, Tank is about to choke slam me or something. I got to listen to me enough. You know what I mean? I don't need to yeah. fucking see me all the time. Yeah, this is neat, though. Yeah, it is. That's pretty cool. This is neat. And now that I know, I'm a thousand percent getting the fucking Hulkster one. Yeah. You're between Tank and the Intimidator, okay? It's pretty cool. That's not bad.
Pretty cool gig. Not Pretty bad. Cool. So you tell me I'm a brawler on there, too. You're a brawler. Mm-hmm. What's Hulkster? What's Hulkster? Technician? I would assume yeah. uh, Hulkster is all five. Yeah. <laughs> Hulkster, this guy doesn't know the difference between a headlight yeah. and a headlamp. And a few Headlock other things. And headlamp. What? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say. All right. Let's get out of here. Allegedly. 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 And some not allegedly. AJ, have a good one, brother. You too. Any breaking news here before we get out of here? Not that I know of. It's breaking news. I didn't know Taylor Swift's boyfriend was a singer. See, should have known that. Well, was he? Is that what he was doing when I saw him? Wearing an inner ear mic or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, he he was. Yeah, she wasn't with that guy that long. It was the boyfriend before that she was with for like five years. That one was a big deal. Who was that? Dylan Hall. He was an actor from Europe, I believe. Hall. Might have been Jalen Hall. Actor from Europe. Yes. Right. Scott Harris. This show sucks, and we appreciate everybody for watching. Be a friend, tell a friend something nice. Goodbye.